Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks! 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 Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show where every single Friday we take you through another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host Al White and joining me throughout all of the Blair Witch films. Oh, they're not really films, all of them. What's happening? Oh, Alex is showing me something. You're throwing me off, man. I'm in the middle of the opening <laughs> spiel and then you start, hey, read this. Can your brain read this while you're saying th- No, it can't. Keep going. I'll just read this. What the fuck are you talking about? Alex, I'm Chad. Hi, how are you? And, well, yeah, all right. And Heaven Devera. Hello, Not everyone. a real name, by the way. Spoilers. You know what? <laughs> it's my superhero name. <laughs> sure. Heaven, we're going to have a competition during this podcast. I went back and listened to some of our previous shows from the other weeks. I've been talking too much. Mm-hmm. You haven't been talking enough and you need to be louder. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to find out <laughs> how loud can you be. That's the game. Josh! Alex, you are always too loud. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, we're dealing with Blair Witch. We've made it to the end of another franchise. And I'm a little heartbroken because I've been looking forward to doing the Blair Witch for so long. And it feels like we just pad through it week by week. Where did those weeks go? I know. It's crazy. It's been an absolute pleasure diving back into this franchise. Oh, it really has. Um, and a weird ride. And I'm happy that we stretched it out as long as could possibly be stretched out with all the weird extra episodes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, heaven. Yes. Not to wrap up your feelings because we're going to be doing that next week. But if you enjoyed your ride so far, your first podcast horror show. No. Excellent. Just kidding. Yes, I have. <laughs> I've loved it. You're going to hate it. You're still going to come back. I wonder what we can get heaven to do in the future. What show? Well, she has to do paranormal activity if she oh, wants to stay true. with the found footage. Yeah, you said yeah. you're in for that. Because now you're I'm part of the found that. footage team, which Ali is also a part of because she did wreck. I was thinking about this the other day because for our 10th season. So here's the thing, actually. People could email us and let us know because mm. they never do. If you're new to us, hello. Welcome. Go to weegeeks.com. We don't always start like this, I promise. But let's be honest. I just said honest twice. We kind of do. We're a mess nowadays. Yeah. I think we started off not great. We got really professional. And now we just let it all... Loosey-goosey. Just hang out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, go to weirdgeeks.com or weirdgeeks.com where you can patch out to all of our previous podcasts where we've done 500 uh, series. Hmm. Confirmed. And you can also email us, mail at weirdgeeks.com or fuck you at weirdgeeks.com. And do go on the social medias. Do let us know because here's the deal. We're coming up. Oh, so when we did our 10th season, we did Halloween. It was a big one for me. Uh, it was a big reason for me starting the show to begin with. We had four hosts, Heaven. Can you imagine it? Four people? What? Four people's opinions. A cacophony. Uh, well, you know, we kept them in order. Don't worry. Mm. It was Ali was one of them. She keeps it pretty respectful. Yeah. Katie was there. Wild. Jester Macaroni. Super wild. Yeah, he's a bit too wild sometimes. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> I'm thinking, so our 20th series is going to be coming up around Christmas time this mm-hmm. year, at the end of 2019. We've got two options. Number one is we're thinking of doing something special that's not going to be film-based and it's going to be to do with 
guests, shall we say. Yeah. Now, would people be more interested in listening to that? And we might do some of that anyway, but would they be more interested if we just like put a lot of effort in, make a whole series, looking back across our previous series and bringing in some guests to talk about some cool things, but not the films? Or at some point in the future, because we could do a longer one and then push series 20 into next year, Alex. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then Paranormal Activity could be our series 20. Mm-hmm. And we, to celebrate 20, we could bring in four people again. Because Ali was on Found Footage with us with Rick. Yep. Heaven's been on Found Footage with Blair Witch. Bring yep. the Found Footage team together. Yeah. Which then would uh, make it a celebration every 10 seasons we do. Excellent. Four-person team. I love it. And everyone just doesn't listen to it. Because like you say, cacophony. Yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah, we'll see. Ali and Heaven together. No, each of them separate, quite respectful. Mm-hmm. Put them in a room together. Chaos. Who knows what Jager might happen. Bombs. Yeah. Fireball. Yeah. Jaeger fireball bombs. Other drinks that people drink. Ball bombs. <laughs> Go to iTunes, type in We and Geeks, find us, subscribe to us, rate <laughs> us. We're not going to do any patrons. We're not going to do any banner ads, and we're not going to try and sell you any. Bang buses. We're not going to sell you any bang buses. <laughs> Alex just went for uh, his first audition at Bang Bus today. He's looking forward to a callback. <laughs> <laughs> I got a callback. Yeah. You already got the callback? Got the callback. Pretty great. Yeah. What's uh, What do you reckon a callback at Bang Bus is? Um, just do the same thing again. Oh. <laughs> a bit longer. Well, sticklers for change, those guys. <laughs> yeah. Bus. Um, no, we're not going to try and sell any Bang Bus. Although, actually, you know what? I'm intrigued now. How much is Bang Bus per month? That's how much you could be spending on our creative output yep bang bus this website's for adults only you must be of legal age i believe i am there's a woman running and naked but she's clearly not actually running and then a woman falling over i think out of she's think they're trying to get on the bang bus is it found footage then it's Ooh, kind of looks found it. footage bang bus then there's a guy <laughs> pushing the bang bus this is a strange setup in the desert and then there's clear seams in the photos where they've pitched hitched this together stitched it together enter here i'm entering Helping oh solve daddy issues since 1999. Don't know about that. Is that right? I don't know daddy stuff had anything to do with this. The world famous bang bus. How much is it? Come on, just tell me how much it is, guys. I don't need to see all this pornographic <laughs> content right now. There's some boobs. You're covering up the boobs. Thank you, Kevin. No, You notice no, uh, no Wiccans on that. Secure purchase. $29 a month, or if you want it for the whole year, $120. There you go. To be a bang bus. And how much of that are you going to get? <laughs> how much of that? 120 120 a month. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm it's just going to get a free ride home. I, think I think it's performance-based. Let you, you look at that. <laughs> Is that going to be distracting? All right, we're going to delete the boobs. Um, what are we here to talk about again? <laughs> nobody knows. Blair Witch, tw- yeah, we're not going to cost you $20 a month or whatever, 120 a year. The Blair Bang Project. We do it for free. Heaven is is hooked on this Bang Bus idea. She's really into the, the old Bang Bus. But combining it with a Blair Witch. Oh, no. Never mind. It's out there for sure. There's got to be some Blair Witch porn. For sure. Alex, get on it for the wrap up. I'm good. Yep. <laughs> Blair Witch 2016. It gets a 5 out of 10 from IMDb. Straight mm-hmm. down the middle. Interesting. Which is not the greatest score. No. It's quite surprisingly low for an Adam Wingard film, and that's who this is. But we'll get to all that in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to get some perspective on the year that was, and it was pretty recent. Heaven, we're not coming to you yet. Don't get excited. Alex. Hi. I believe you have 
the top 10 worldwide grossing films of that year. Yeah, I do. 2016. Um, <laughs> no, he doesn't at all. He was playing. He just looked at me and said, hi, I knew where this was leading. This is like his 2000th show. Here we go. Oh, I've read this list before. Coming in at number 10, Suicide Squad. Oh, bad year. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, did you see that? I No. Oh, no. You, uh, that's Awful. why you still have your soul. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Coming in at number nine, Deadpool. Better film. There we go. Picking yeah, it up. You see Deadpool? No, but I heard it got good reviews. You like surrealist humor. Everyone should go check out... What's it called? For those who haven't seen it, don't hug me. I'm scared. And also, um, type in Tim and Eric Bub Bubs. No, don't. Don't do the latter. It will scar your soul. You know what? Doctor Strange also came out this year, but it only came in eleven. Well, I don't uh, like Doctor Strange. Well, whatever. Coming in number eight, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Hmm. Coming in number seven, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Man, there's a lot of comic booky movies going on this yep. year. Your mother's name is Martha. That's my mother's name. I love you, man. Gotta give you Mike an inch. Send him either. Look at him. He just likes to touch it. I like to rub his lips. All this time on the back of class today. (laughs) (laughs) Got me too close to the old macrophone, if you know what I mean. Coming in number six, The Secret Life of Pets. Coming in number five. I watched that in theaters. You watch that one you've seen? I watched that in theaters. That's the first one you've seen on this list? Yeah. Fair enough. So, the top five are all films. Here it says by BV, which is Buena Vista, a.k.a. Disney. Disney, Disney, Disney. Disney is I'm sure dominating the top five, um, of God. which four of them all break a billion dollars. Oh, wow. That's all right, isn't it? So, coming in number five, The Jungle Book. Yeah. I mean, if we'd known how bad it was going to get with the live action Disney movies, mm. I might have been kinder to The Jungle Book. Mm. Coming in number four, Zootopia. That yeah, was really right. good. Yeah, I won I, the Oscar I enjoyed, that year. I enjoyed Zootopia. I think I was pissed because it won the Oscar against the thing of the Red Turtle was that year, which is right. a phenomenal movie. Yeah, well, it's not in the top five. Coming number three, sequel to Finding Nemo, Finding Dory. Founder. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number two, personal favorite of mine. It's ranked four in my Star Wars rankings. Oh, oh, oh. Force Awakens. Rogue One. Oh, Rogue One. Ah, God yeah. Damn it. Star Wars story. Year out. And coming in at number one, I think my favorite Marvel film. Actually, no, it's not. It's not my favorite Marvel film. Wait, 2016? It's not my favorite Marvel no. film. It's not. It's not The Incredible Hulk. That it's didn't not. come out in 2016. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> Captain America, Civil War. Oh, you're thinking of Winter Soldier? I was thinking of Winter Soldier. Civil War is better than people... I mean, I know people like it, but you go back and it's much better than I first gave it credit for. What, Civil War? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. It's good, man. Yeah, it's great. Why? It's great. Yeah. 1.1 billion. Peanuts compared to Endgame. Peanuts. You've seen seen Rogue One. Yes. And you've seen Zootopia. Yes. And you've seen The Secret Life of Pets. I saw Finding Dory. And you've seen Finding Dory. So basically CGI animated movies and Star Wars. Yes. Okay. Learning (laughs) about heaven. (laughs) That's what this podcast is. So that's crazy. Called. Disney has five. I mean, that's going to be, that's the future now, isn't it? Soon it'll be the top yeah. 10. Oh, yeah. They'll own, and then they'll just own you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alex, that was illuminating as always. Thank you. Heaven, I believe you have some spooky films that came out in the year 2016. Yeah, some horror films from um, 2016. You get to do the normal thing. Would you, 
There's really not a choice, is it? The way I frame this every time, 100% they're going for the latter. <laughs> Would you like my informed input on what each film actually is about? And whether it was any good or not, in my humble opinion, or would you like Alex's interpretive vision of I mean, what these titles? Some, are? some of them, most of them are. Alex's interpretive vision. Excellent choice. I, just, I should just go home. <laughs> I don't need to be. Here. Your work is done now. Hit me with it. The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, this is actually a good film with Emil Hirsch, looking like a young Jack Black. And who's the other lead actor? The older guy. I forgot his name. I'm not needed. Um, anyway, it's about uh, they, they work in a morgue or mortuary and this body of this Jane Doe starts creating some spooky, haunting, crazy shit. It's a really good film. Sounds scary. Very quickly, I'm going to stall you for a second. Al actually showed it at his Fright Fest in mm-hmm. 2016. Which we're about to start. Mm. The, the, well, spoilers, we're recording this a little early. Um, we're going to be doing a new one very, very soon. I'm excited to share some movies. This was one of my favorites that year. I'm mm-hmm. stalling because I'm downloading an app. And I realize what I want to do whenever you do this. If this is going to become a store of our yeah. series. But only when you're on it. I'm not going to get anybody else to do no, this. They can Just do it. you. They wouldn't know the movies as well Improv as me. Improv master. Um, I'm downloading a little bell, so when you tell the truth. (laughs) (laughs) You probably just press it, no? No, 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 you ring it. It's not ringing. Why is it not ringing? You can see it moving. Oh! That's not an option at all, is it? (laughs) God, it's an awful sound. (laughs) Yeah, right, it was a failed experiment. Let's end that. (laughs) (laughs) You can just say ding ding. I don't want a little thing to say. Why don't you just say ding ding dong? Ding dong. Yeah. When it's the truth. That was the truth. Also, that's a bit of a spoiler, so I won't say. People should watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely recommend that one. The Belco Experiment. The Belco Experiment. This is about a bell company called Belco where they experimented on creating... Well, they didn't experiment. There was one of their employees was into the occult and voodoo. And there's a particular sequence of bell rings that can summon spirits. And he tried to summon the spirit of his dead mother with these certain bell rings, but it awoke a demon. So that was a bad experiment at Belco. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, The Boy. Oh, The Boy. Yeah, this is a film with uh, Lauren Cohen. It's a doll film. I think we talked about it in our Chucky series every now and again. It came up. Not a bad film. I enjoyed it. As far as doll film goes, I think Annabelle Creation is a better film, but this has got a really interesting twist, so I think it's worth watching. Ding dong. Thank you. Mm. Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever. This is a remake of Cabin Fever, except this time it's about a guy that gets locked in a cabin out in the woods during monsoon season, and there's a swarm of killer mosquitoes, which basically just eat him alive. And five years later, people come back to the cabin and he is still alive, but he is just so swollen and red and enraged by all the bites that he got that he goes on a killing spree. Ding. Oh my God, really? (laughs) Ding. There was no dong. (laughs) He said it was a remake of Cabin Fever. That was the correct. (laughs) That was the ding. Oh, I see. The Conjuring 2. The Conjuring 2. You can hear all about this in our Conjuring Universe podcast with Al and Shannon Hollander. Dingy dong. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. This is about a um, about a guy that goes diving, but like old school diving where they mm. wore the big helmets. Um, <laughs> and he was under there and the, the people on the boat would play this game called Don't Breathe where they would hold like 
pinched the hose so he couldn't breathe. Um, and he got really bad, like, pressure, the bends, I think it's called, like, not altitude sickness, but like deep. The Radiohead album. Yeah, exactly. Pressure, sickness. And it, when they brought him back up to the surface, he was psychotic and he started killing everyone on the boat. I was waiting for the ding on that one. I believed it. Mm. Split. Split. Uh, this is about a ballerina that- um, You know what Split is. Does the, it's an M. Night Shyamalan film. The beginning of the end of M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> ding dong. Hush. I've never said dong this many times and I find it uncomfortable. Hush. Hush is, oh, there's a part of me that feels like I know this. Hush. Hush. It's about this mother and her two-year-old child who keeps crying, 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 <laughs> crying, crying. And she tries to hush the baby. But what she doesn't realize is that the baby is constantly crying every night because there's a man in the baby's room Ew. that's just standing there watching the baby. And the mother doesn't know. And he's in the house every night and the baby cries and cries and tries to warn her, but then it's too late. <laughs> Hush. What happens? Well, I'd spoil it if I told you what happened. It's too late. That, too that late. scared me. Actually, that I think you've seen Hush at our uh, oh, best thing that year with the autopsy of Dane Jane Doe. Probably. It's by Mike Flanagan who wanted to do Haunting of Hill House. That's right. I can't remember it. All right. Lights out. Lights out. Well, this is the feature-length version of a short film called Lights Out, directed by David Sandberg, who went on to do Annabelle Creation and Shazam. Ding dong. Uh, the short was really cool. I haven't seen this, but Al has said that he did not enjoy it so much. Ding dong. But hmm. David Sandberg did a great job with Annabelle Creation, so watch that film instead. Ding dong. Martyrs. Martyrs. Uh, this is a, a German film about mothers. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> not martyrs like whole like people that die uh -huh. for God. This is no, it's martyrs like uh, you mean the word Mutter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's she mispronounced it. <laughs> um, it's about these mothers that go on a killing spree. Sounds about right. Yeah, the Neon Demon. Neon Demon. This is a um. Oh, what's his name? Nicholas Reffin. Mm -hmm. Winding Reffin. Yeah, Winding Reffin. Who's in Death Stranding, by the way? Is he really? Yep. Of course he is. Yep. He Is he the ladder? He, yeah. I haven't seen this. I've heard mixed things about it, but it's definitely on my list. Is it about, it's set in LA? Mm -hmm. About like models, actors, actors? Yeah, kind of? it's about the model world in LA, yeah. done as a sort of satirical horror film. Yeah. What it is, it's very easy to hate it, I think. I actually mm -hmm. love it. I think there's some real problems with it. Yeah. Um, like all of his films that were written by him, he's very self-indulgent. Drive is the only film he didn't write, mm -hmm. but directed, I believe. And that's his best film. Yeah. But Neon Demon was worth watching. Ding dong. Hmm. Where is it? We it doesn't feel good, does it? Ouija? Ouija board. Yeah, Ouija, Origin of Evil. Well, this is self-explanatory. Don't play board games that are ghost-related because shit will go down. Mm -hmm. Ding dong. Phantasm, Ravager. Phantasm, Ravager. This is um, about... This psychic woman who has like intimate sexual relationships with ghosts, and that's why it's called Phantasm because she has like these orgasms with ghosts. <laughs> you know, too many bang bro. <laughs> um, anyway, she has intimate relationships with ghosts, and it's sort of like Fifty Shades of Grey meets um, Shades of Ghost. Yeah, and it just kind of like 
she has a relationship with the really abusive demon ghosts and she tries to get a like psychic lawyer to help them sort it out and resolve their relationship. And it becomes like this real kind of like domestic abuse thriller. Pretty, yeah. Sounds sad. It's yeah. sad. It's tragic. But Ouija Origin of Evil was also directed by Mike Flanagan who did Hush. There you go. Two in Two one, one year. Jeez. Jeez, wow. Mike. Overachiever. Yeah. The Purge election year. Oh, you can hear all about this in the Purge retrospective with Al, Lee, and Katie. Ali. Yeah. There you go. Al, Lee, and Ali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, apparently we're going to have to return to it at some point because I think they're about to make more movies. Yeah, and you guys all love those films, I think I remember <sighs> hearing. Joy. It's a joy going through those movies. Yeah, okay. It's very weird. I don't know why I have such animosity towards that one. Any show we've done when it was four episodes, I think, and two are fine. <laughs> well, there you go. Here Lee's never come back. No, he's dead. R.I.P. <laughs> Lee. <laughs> R.I.P. Lee. Raw. Raw. This is a cannibal film and it's about- I haven't seen this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about Swedish cannibals eating humans in the snowy forests of Scandinavia. And sisterly love. Yeah. Well, it's about two sisters, Swedish sisters in the northern parts of Sweden um, that- um, you know, that solidify their bond over the eating of a um, drifter's buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> ding dong. Ding dong. Don't, don't ding dong. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Sadako versus Gyako. Uh, this is a ring versus grudge film. Japanese. I'm sure it will be covered when... Al bravely steps into the ring universe. <laughs> into the ring. I like it. <laughs> into the ring, yeah. Alex has already outed himself for that one. Yeah, I have. 14 films, too many. Might be more, actually. I could change my mind. Mm, oh, man. Don't know. Train to Busan. Busan. Ah, this is a South Korean zombie film. Mm. A lot of fun. I really like this film. Nice. Did you cry? Did I cry at the end? Oh, yeah. I, I, I felt sad in a few moments. Oh, I felt something. I mean, I just really like this because it had that sort of very beautiful South Korean aesthetic, but yep. it's just a crazy no, it's great. zombie film. At the festival, so that, was, that was a big hit yeah. that year. There's actually an animated sequel or prequel by the director. Oh, cool. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Ding dong. It's 100% ding dong. <laughs> Under the Shadow. Under the Shadow. Um, this is a story about a little boy. He... Mm-hmm. And his single mother move into an apartment and there's a shadow in his bedroom. Is he above it? The shadow's above his bed. Oh. So yeah. he's, oh, he's under the he's shadow. He's under the shadow. Oh, okay. Is the shadow good or evil? I don't want to give it away. But it's a horror film. But it's a horror <laughs> film, so. Or Spin is his on. mother the evil? Spoiler alert. The Void. <laughs> the Void. This is um, about a giant hole that seven engineers go into. Mm-hmm. But the hole, and here's the twist, <laughs> is on an asteroid that's passing Earth. Now, they dive, they send this expedition of engineers up there. <laughs> now, don't get this confused with Armageddon because it's not that. But they send up these engineers to go into this hole on this asteroid and it, it sends them into this weird void where then they're like suddenly not on the asteroid. They think they're back on Earth, but is it Earth? And then- <laughs> That sounds like a ding-dong to me. But is it? Or isn't it, why is there no one on this Earth-like planet? Oh, good question. Are they being hunted? That's character development. 
Yeah. We are the flesh. <laughs> we are the flesh. Um, this is a sequel to Raw. It was an unusual thing that they did. They released in the same year, but mm-hmm. yeah, they released Raw and then two months later dropped We Are The Flesh. And this is like the next part of these two Swedish sisters and how they then go to Stockholm and they come out of the woods and it's basically they create a cult of cannibals. The prequel to all these movies are frozen. <laughs> yeah. Right. So... The problem with us playing this game, I'm pretty sure everyone just listens to this and then they tune out immediately after you finish with your little stories, is that I lose track of what the theme of horror was that year. Like my break, <laughs> the whole point of it is when I like get the context for what's our movie doing. Hey Al, you, you throw this option out. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, please feel free to email us on the social medias or whatever. Let us Look, know. To our listeners, this isn't a dig at horror films. It's uh, started off as a little joke particularly in the earlier i can't remember where we started it was a during wreck how long ago yeah but i feel like it was a year ago i i feel like it was it started because it was a year where it was really obscure films and i was tired and you were tired so i just took over but and it's not honestly it's a nice little break yeah just there you I go enjoy it it's a little peace time and i think you know there's a few ideas in there for any of you yeah people that want to you know borrow them we know we've got some creative people listening to our podcast mm. you can take any of those films for free take them for free run them run with them yeah mm-hmm. um, just give if, me a special thanks at the end if it makes well if it makes millions mm. maybe throw us a fruit basket yeah do a Blair Witch do yeah. a solid <laughs> and send a fruit basket through yeah say thanks heaven yes thank you for guiding us through the rocky sales of 2016 in horror you are very um, welcome. Can you? Where is that list? Can you show it to me again? Because I do want. To. So we've got Blair Witch. Okay, so this would have been 2016. We're gonna a long time away from uh, when was Book of Shadows? Ooh, 99, 2000. 2000, 2000. So we're 16 years after Book of Shadows. Mm-hmm. That's how long it's been since the last Blair Witch film. Seems like the perfect time, right? 16 years later, bring it back. Sure. We've got some spookies with Autopsy of Jane Doe. We've got like by 2016, the Paranormal Activity films have finished, but we just come out of Spookies found footage, and yeah. It's the time to bring back the one that really started it all. Directed by Adam Wingard, who uh, has done Your Next. He did the VHS. I think he did part of two as well. He did The Guest. He did that Netflix Death Note movie. He's doing right now Godzilla vs. Kong. That big old film. He's He's doing that. And then after that, he's remaking the fantastic Korean film I Saw the Devil which I'm nervous about because I love that movie. And I'm going to put my hands up right now. We've got a lot of horror fans again who listen to our show. Most horror fans are fans of Adam. He might be a wonderful guy. From the interviews I've seen with him, he seems like he's all right. I'm not a fan of his films. I'm just going to say that right now. Wow. Wow. I, right off the bat. I'm just of, coming clean. Let's turn this podcast off. I don't... Like, Your Next was a slasher film I was very excited about. I don't like it. And I like a lot of weird slasher films. It doesn't really do it for me. The Guest... Again, I don't hate it. But I just don't really like it, you know. The guest I feel the same way about, but that's a weird a- action pastiche, and I, from like eighties action films, kind of. Thing. I just don't really right. like it very much. His Death Note I thought was terrible. I thought it was absolutely ghastly, but for many, many reasons. And his sections for VHS fine, but yeah, I've never been an Adam fan. So when I found out he was involved with this, it made me worry. Going to be honest. Written by Simon Barrett, who wrote Dead Birds, which I do like. That's a cool film. Frank and Fish, which I used to enjoy. Your next VHS, The Guest, and I Saw the Devil. DP'd by Robbie Baumgartner, I think. Mm-hmm. So Simon Barrett and um, Adam Wingard are a yeah. team, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Not everything, but a lot of stuff. 
This DP did the guest as well, and he also did blind spotting. Um, and then music by Adam Wingard. He did the score wow. for this as well. Although there's not much score, but he has done some a bit of score and some other stuff. There's some tones. Yeah. Starring James Allen McCoon as James. He's in Shameless, The Walking Dead, and The Days Gone video game. Hmm. I just deleted that off my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Callie Hernandez as Lisa Arlington. She was in Machete Kills, La La Land, The Endless, Alien Covenant, and Under the Silver Lake. Corbin Reed as Ashley. How to Get Away with Murder. That's what she's from. Brandon Scott as Peter from Grey's Anatomy, The Last of Us video game, Uncharted 4 video game, and Channel Zero TV series. Not those two games. Wes Robinson as Lane. Valerie Curry as Talia. She was in Veronica Mars, Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 2, The Following, and The Tick. Budgeted at $5 million. So not a massive budget. Alex, do you... Actually, we'll get them when we get to Paranormal. What was Wreck, though? Wreck 1 was about five, wasn't it? It was four or five, Yeah, I think. something like that. One thing I just want to drop in and say here, immediate thing that stands out is that our lead actors are all working actors. Working TV like, actors. Like yeah, in, yeah. in some big projects. Yes. Huge, yes. huge difference. Yeah. We'll get into that if that's a problem or if that's a benefit or a detriment. Box office, $45 million. It was a good return. Uh, certainly not the success that the first film was. And when you're talking about going from, uh, it was wrecked $2 million. $2 million it's saying here, yeah. Oh, okay. So this was, yeah, like, yeah, quite substantially more. So we talked last week about what was going on with the Four Corners of Fear. They have been trying <laughs> to get a so Blair Witch good. film made. It had kind of fallen apart. They did that pastiche. It's 2009. Ed and Daniel, or Eduardo, I've been trying to get a sequel made for a decade now. They announced publicly that they want to make Blair Witch 3. And that's what we talked about before. They were going to ignore the sequel, be a direct follow-up to the original. They tried to work with Lionsgate for years. It all fell apart, at least for them. Not for Lionsgate. They still retained the rights. And they also had spoken about a prequel. Well, they've been talking about that for a long time. Like mm. The prequel was their original thing they wanted to do. And then The Witch came out. And then they're like, well, that's kind of been done now. Yeah. It was funny because we were watching some interview last week with one, and one of the producers was like, yeah. they pitched it. And it was like, well, it'd be The Witch. It would be The Witch. <laughs> but the problem is, it's like I feel the problem is when you pitch something, like, sure, maybe in their brain it would have been. But do they really? Again, I'm going to talk about some of their the director's content again now. Mm-hmm. Do they really have the talent to make a film as good as The Witch? And I'm not a fan of The Witch, but it's yeah. well made. I don't know. I don't know, to be honest, if that's the kind of film that they're good at making, if you know what I mean. The original drama directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're very good at other things. I don't know if they could have made The Witch. Anyway, to 2013, Adam Wingard is at Sungarn Dance Film Festival. He meets with Dan and Eduardo. They had worked on VHS 2. He asked them why there aren't more Blow Witch films. Again, we covered this before, but just to recap quickly. And Simon Barrett was brought in to write a script for Lionsgate. They already had a synopsis. And this is where really, like, they start to build a friendship you know, and it apparently didn't have anything to do with Eduardo and Dan suggesting Lionsgate uh, that Adam should do it. They already like knew about Adam and were working with him in certain regards. So they brought him in. He was someone who a lot of projects, I believe, went through at that point and still now, I'm sure. But it did definitely help that he'd already met Eduardo and had met Dan and had had some conversations about things. And then Simon Barrett said the only thing that I, he pitched them were bringing in new characters. He really, so they'd originally conceived the film as more similar to the first film, following its narrative pretty closely with just the three or four characters. But he wanted more characters, and this is his wording, and I think this is key to the film. I wanted more characters to give us more scare sequences. 
basically means more fodder. <laughs> yeah. Really. I also wanted a unique dynamic within the group from the start. So I pitched the idea of introducing some Burkittsville locals to the group. So that's really what he brought to the Synopsis Alliance he already had. Was, I believe before it was, yeah, pretty similar. It's like, there's, here's the brother of Heather. He's going to go with his friends who are making a documentary into the woods to find Heather. And you're going to repeat a lot of what happened before. They then brought in the locals and this whole other, you know, slant to it. And then definitely a lot of the weird things we're going to get into. By January 2015, the third film is still in the works. Eduardo was saying it's inevitable, but they didn't end up obviously having anything to do with it. And it would shoot in July 2016 completely in secret. So heaven. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew this. But this film, when it shot, it shot under the title The Woods. They wanted to not let there be a backlash online from knowing that they were going to be sort of remaking, doing a sequel, whatever, to The Blair Witch Project. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, The Blair Witch Project was originally called, in pre-production, The Woods. Oh, yeah, it was. So anyone who knew The Blair Witch Law would know that's what they're doing. Wait a minute. So, May the 10th, 2016, I think that's the right date, The Woods trailer comes out. Do you remember this, Alex? I do remember this. And I was not excited because it's an Adam Wingard film. But mm. then I watched the trailer and I'm like, oh, interesting. I'm kind of in. It's a found footage, sort of Blair Witchy kind of movie. Yeah. And they just called it The Woods. And they lied to everybody about what the film was going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You were saying, Heaven, how did this come out three years ago and you didn't hear about a Blair Witch sequel? Mm -hmm. Maybe this is partially it. Yeah. Maybe the marketing slightly backfired on them as well. But it was so determined not for people to know. They just would talk about The Woods. Of course, there were some industry people. There was some, I can't remember it was, there was some critic or someone on one of the bigger sites who outed them pretty early on and no one believed him. They all thought he was crazy. And it wasn't until July 2016, San Diego Comic-Con, The Woods was then screened to an unexpected audience. And what was so cool about it is they all went into the film and there were posters outside, all the artwork and blah, blah, blah for The Woods. They sat down, watched it. Obviously, pretty early on, you're going to realize, oh shit, hang on. Because <laughs> you have footage at the beginning of the film from The Blood Witch. So then you're going to realize what you're in. When they exited the cinema, all those promo posters had been changed to Blair Witch posters. And all That's the wood sick. stuff had gone. And from that point forward, it was known as Blair Witch. Now, mm -hmm. Eduardo Sanchez, and I'm just going to, we don't have much more to talk about in the lead up, but Eduardo Sanchez, he'd gone off, obviously not being allowed to work on the Blair Witch for whatever reasons. It hadn't worked out for them. So he went the same year and made his own found footage woods film. He went back to pure film footage and did an what? entire feature film set in the woods. And it's called Exists. And it is a Bigfoot found footage film. And there's quite a few Bigfoot found footage films. And I'll be honest, they're normally really good or, you know, enjoyable at least. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to reveal anything to the end of the podcast. But the question I'm going to do when we get up to the wrap up of this film at the end of this podcast is, do I like this film? How do I feel about it? And... Did Eduardo Sanchez in the same year put out essentially what feels like him going, okay, I'm going to still make my Blair Witch movie. Is it better than Blair Witch? Wow. Okay. So that's what I'm going to talk about. You're going to drop a little surprise at the end. Drop a little surprise. Yeah. All right. Anything we need to talk about before we go in? Are we good? No, let's dive let's in. Let's do it. Just, What's uh, the Witch trailer? Yeah, I just watched it. Yeah, there's nothing that is Blair Witch suggestion. It's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's really, cool. really cool. Dolby Atmos with this film, I found interesting. Ooh. That was like the first logo that comes up. You're like, oh man, it's going to get surround sound <laughs> yep. fun. And it certainly did. There were bits at the end of this film where it's fucking kicking you from all angles with like surround sound. But I think, Kevin, um, you said that a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, surround sound was 
not fun. <laughs> I look forward to playing the video game. You're going to be house sitting for us while I'm away and the video game is out and you can um, play it in surround sound. <sighs> I don't want to, but I will. <laughs> Excellent. Fuck. <laughs> the following footage was put together from memory cards, DV tapes found on May the 15th, 2014. Go. That's what it's going to tell us. So they're going with it again. Yeah. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, they start with the same font. Like that opening is exactly the same, isn't it? Like same titles. Yeah. Yeah. And just the same setup right away. It's a little bit newer. We've got memory cards. What's a memory card? <laughs> and DV tapes. YouTube clips too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. They're going to modernize it. And again, Heaven, you're yes. speaking for the younger generation. You can let us know as we go through what is uh, what feels cringeworthy or whether it actually feels like, yeah, this feels accurate. The YouTube honestly felt cringeworthy. Mm. I mean, something about it, just like how they were trying to modernize it, it feels like it's sort of, it was something kind of cheesy about it. Like they were really trying to be like, I don't know, just maybe diving, having been so involved in like the old school Blair Witch, and like the original and like how they shot it, it just feels too modern. Like I feel like, I don't know, it just didn't seem accurate. Like I wouldn't, you wouldn't post that on YouTube or at least that would be a way bigger thing. Like it wouldn't just be like this small little clip. You don't think you, but because I mean, at the, so at the end of every year, I go on YouTube and I catch up on all of the supposedly real and I'm using inverted commas, mm-hmm. ghost Bigfoot UFO videos that have been posted on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. an annual thing I do, just that New Year kind of. I think era. we did that uh, when we were at Big Bear together. I think we did. Um, and I enjoy it greatly. I love it. Do you not feel that if you had these tapes, you would upload it and it would just be one of those like, oh, real ghost footage mm-hmm. on YouTube, like bullshit things? It just seems so silly. I don't know. Especially if, you know, if it is the YouTube like 2016, like modern day or no, in the the tapes that it was 2014, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the film. It would just either be debunked or proved so fast, especially if it's like a popular witch like the Blair Witch. So anything involving that, especially if it's on YouTube, it would just be dissected so quickly. So it feels like it wouldn't be so heavy or wouldn't be this obscure thing. It would just, the truth, whether it be real or not real, would have been found out very, very quickly. Okay, okay. Which to be fair, we yeah, they don't get into has it been dissected, what are the comments underneath saying, all that stuff. We're going to be introduced to it here, and this is where we're going to deviate immediately from the first film of like, they have to do the modern thing. you got to get people's attention straight away. Yep. Let's have action right from the off. So we're basically going to see, spoilers, a bit from the end of the movie at the beginning of the movie. They're watching a clip of someone running through what looks like the house yep. from the first Rustin film. Rustin house. But much bigger and yeah more doors yeah a lot more doors very pt yeah and yeah then we're going to get a glimpse of a reflection in a mirror and then it's going to suddenly freeze and go backwards and we're going to realize okay we're with our lead two Mm. characters who are watching this yeah like you say heaven on youtube i will say the image in the mirror looks cool to me it does it just looks very just haunting and unsettling and the light's like shining on the eyes so it's just they're glowing no it's all done because you can't tell in your brain, because they think basically it's Heather, which is his older sister. And we'll mm-hmm. get into some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also like, it could be the witch. You know, like you don't know. Yeah. It just looks distorted enough. Yeah. It's cool. And so these are like early 20s, I guess, these two characters, are they? Yeah, like yeah. young college kids, because she's doing a college project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, whoever uploaded this footage to YouTube has said that it was found in the Black Hills Forest. Yeah, and we don't, yeah, I mean... I guess I never thought about it before, but yeah, we don't get into what do people say underneath this 
of people just like, no, this is bullshit. Or, Which is such a big thing because I know whenever I watch anything that says it might be real or like anything on YouTube, I always scroll through the comments or like I'll Google it or look it up. Right. So you're saying they need to address I think they need to address if they're going to modernize it. They need to address also like the ramifications of modernizing it. How, you know, he would like he's grown up with YouTube. He's mm. grown up with the Internet. Mm. So he would know to be like and I'm sure like also if it's found in the Black Hills, someone else probably would have posted a response video or would have blown up because it's a popular myth. There's just so much more that would have happened than him just being able to like, contact some guy. Yeah. And I mean, the interesting thing is that in their reality, the Blair Witch Project yeah. is real. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the film came out, but it was real. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's never kind of- Addressed. Addressed in any way. So, that is interesting because you could think, you, I mean, a thing you could then play with, yeah, is mm -hmm. that because in that reality, the film is real, the Blair Witch Project is real. There could be like a ton of hoax videos on YouTube or like mm. people going out there. Yeah. And I mm. agree with you now. Like I didn't think of it at the time. But I think what you get from this film right from the start is a kind of not a ferocious pace, but like a very kind of forward attacking. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Which they did yeah. do in the first one as well. It gets mm -hmm. going quick. Yeah. So the impression I get from this is that they definitely don't want to be cute. They don't want to be meta. You know, they don't want to get into the, yeah. oh, it's the reality. You know, there's no winking to the camera. They want mm -hmm. to play it serious. And the impression I get from it is that they live in a world where, yeah, it was real, but potentially a lot of people didn't think it was real, but he knows it was because it was his sister. Yeah. And it's 16 years later and no one cares anymore. And actually that's and true because in the dossier, the cop dismissed it as... Fake. Fake, yeah. It was a hoax. Yeah, and I just feel like they're in the world of kind of people now, like the youth of today, just like, I don't care about the Blair Witch Project, who cares, you know? And mm -hmm. that they're kind of, he's the outlier in terms of seeing this video and believing in it. Like, he's the one who's like potentially crazy and she thinks he's maybe crazy because he thinks this is his sister and it's probably a hoax and that probably it's a video going on YouTube and no one even pay any attention to anymore because it's been so long. You know, that's kind of my impression of it. Mm -hmm. Which I don't mind. I can't. But now that you're saying it, yes, I wouldn't mind lean into that a little bit more. Give yeah. us a little bit more backstory on just how it's not cool or you know interesting anymore and no one gives a shit. Like, yeah. even comment on, look, no one's even watching this anymore, mm -hmm. you know? something to show hysteria for Blair which has died down and that could be a nice commentary as well then without it being too cute on yeah. the film itself I think they needed kind of a wink honestly to like the audience or an acknowledgement of you know essentially because this film was at least in the universe of the 2016 version that the Blair Witch Project film happened it was real so I'm assuming it was the same hysteria except now framed with like he basically watched his sister's snuff film the world saw that and I feel like that's something like you don't really get any background to him. Mm -hmm. You don't really yeah. know this character, no. at least at this point in it. And I feel like, you know, he's just like, oh, it's my sister. But you don't know like what he's gone through living in this world with this film, having lived through the Blair Witch hysteria. And I feel like. And that's an interesting thing about this film, I think, is that it's interesting what you're seeing, what they're adding and what they're building on. And, and the brother thing is like completely new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And brought in. So, yeah. So, we would have been nice was How old was he? He would have been four. four. I think they say he was oh, four yeah. when she disappeared. Yeah. Which. Yeah. So, that would make him 24. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're 20 years. Yeah. From when she disappeared. Well, 
Oh, yeah, it's set in, this film yeah, is set yeah, in point, 2014. Good point, good point. Mm-hmm. So I will say we went easier on the first film with any of this stuff. One, because it's the first film, so you're just establishing mm-hmm. the new, mm-hmm. the law. But also because here's the problem with this one. Immediately, like you were saying, these are actors. You know they're actors straight mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Even the cinematic idea of let's start into YouTube and then pull out from that, that's a cinematic thing. And I appreciate yeah. she's a film student. And I guess, you know, maybe that's people are more sophisticated with that than they were back in 94. But... It immediately is, I know this is a movie. So I'm going to judge it from contrived movie standards Mm -hmm. rather than that sort of weird, grimy, gritty way Mm -hmm. that you can judge the first film where you can tell some of these people aren't actors that they're interviewing and things like that, you know? This is 100% no. We're making a movie, so then it's just about can you be a thrilling and spooky movie? Yeah. And it does mean, yeah, you're paying more attention to things that you wouldn't necessarily pay attention to. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lisa's the girl who's filming him. It's a class project. They've got two more friends come, Pete and Ashley. They're a couple. And she's got, Lisa's got all the fucking gear. She's got earpiece cameras, built-in GPS. She's got drones, just fucking shitloads of stuff, which I do like. They're going like, all right, Mm -hmm. let's fucking go all out with the cameras. And yeah, and and then you definitely know it's a movie because the first time you see her, she's sitting on the bed with like knee high socks on, (laughs) looking Mm -hmm. all sexy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like, all right, we're in a Hollywood film. Heather never would sit on a bed with knee high socks on and are like top nearly falling down her shoulder and stuff. Yeah, there's just some choices in here that are just very, yeah, that reek of that sort of Hollywood gloss. And I think you mentioned it when we started this podcast out, you know, we talked about wreck because we covered that and i think you said you know the thing with wreck is that it it feels very cinematic it feels like a movie and this does immediately like there's no (laughs) if you came into this blind with no knowledge or history of blair witch and you watch this as a found footage there'd be no part of you that would be like could this be real Mm -hmm. no because like also the found footage it's just it is hollywood gloss even now with whatever technology, 2014, there is no way they would get be able to make found footage that is that clean and that like paranormal glossy. activity. Yeah, we'll get that. But I no, but that's it. that's the big <laughs> problem. It's like the way they are doing this, and it's always a problem I used to have when I used to watch every found footage film I could. Mm-hmm. Which you can tell the ones that are real, and you can tell the ones that are faking it. And the ones that are faking it, they're like, yeah, let's do found footage. Oh, but we want it to look great, so yeah. let's like get a proper DP in and shoot it on a red camera, and then mm-hmm. we're just like, and there's so much effort goes into making it feel like mm-hmm. it's first person with that stuff when it's not. And this one, yeah, we're watching some of the making of, and it is fascinating how they did it. Yeah, like they're meant to have these little like cameras on their ears and all this shit which when you're watching a film i'm like that wouldn't look like that it's so no like way. clean and there's depth of field going yeah. on you know and it's like it's it's crazy mm-hmm. and then you see how they did it it's like no it's because they fucking had this crazy rig that went around the actor's face and then put like a dslr i guess in front yeah. of their face to like shoot from which for starters must be very hard to act against mm-hmm. and i just feel like why would you make it that difficult for your actors and two is like you're putting in so much effort then doing swap over the channel like okay now we can only show you because your yeah. camera is going to be like this and blah 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 what coverage exactly do we need it's gonna be a nightmare so mm. i really respect them for the technicality of this shoot but i'm like just put the fucking if you're doing ear like cameras put the ear cameras on yeah let's do that like let's just be honest like the first one was way less stress for you way realer for us and if you have sound problems then all right you didn't think it through right you i know? mean i would have even been okay if they, you know, because they didn't necessarily need the element of, is it Lisa, the main girl, is what you said her name is? Yes. Like, they didn't need that added thing of, oh, she's making a documentary. 
I would have been happy if that aspect of it was removed and it was James mm-hmm. being like, hey, I want to, I think this is my sister, let's go in. And they have just like real lo-fi equipment, like whatever they can find or like gather from each other's houses. Do you know even what I mean? Even And even just phones and like have it yeah. that kind of quality. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, it was 2014, phones weren't quite as good, but still good enough. Soderbergh can fucking yeah. shoot on a, an entire feature. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I'm missing, yeah, this is a glossy found footage movie, which immediately means yeah. I can never feel as unsettled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can still be fun and, you know, slowly. Yeah, like, I have sure. no problem with fun, stupid, sexy characters doing fun, stupid, sexy things and then mm-hmm. spooky things happen. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy many movies like that. So, like, but it immediately is like, that's now how I have to judge this movie. I can't judge it like the Blair Witch. I have to judge it like Book of Shadows, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fair. So here's where we get the info. James is four years yeah, old when Heather went missing. We get the end of the Blair Witch Project footage, but with an added scream. An added scream, yeah. Just like many of the Star Wars re- <laughs> reimaginings. Yeah, you get. Yeah, that it was interesting that they added that, like Heather's scream. I can't do it. What part did that exactly come in when she falls? Yeah, I think so. I think or like so. right like before. The very moment yeah. At the end. Yeah. As like the yeah, as the camera goes. And then they say that they couldn't find evidence of an existing house with all the search teams that went out. So we're definitely cementing some of the lore that we've gone through before, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. They've definitely read the dossiers and everything for this film. They've mm-hmm. done their research. Yeah. So that house is like meant to have disappeared. So how did they get footage in this house? Which again, it's just someone on YouTube with some fucking footage running from a house who mm-hmm. says he found it in the Black Hills, but whatever. And I do think you're right, Heaven. Now that I think about it, it would be much more interesting to go into, yeah, this kid, sure, it's been a long time now. It's not going to be in grieving, but there'd be some emotional, you know, impetus with all of this. And also, I mean, he has access to all of like online with other people's conspiracy theories and other people. Like he could be yeah. part of the Blair Witch, like he could really saturate himself in this mystery and really like dive in. And I don't know. I just feel like that, you yeah, know. that's cool. That's why I'm still stuck on the YouTube things. It was just so jarring. And like such a them trying to be like, oh, look how modern we yeah. are now, but without really going into like- Not utilizing that. Yeah, like not. I feel like it was really underutilized and was kind of distracting. Like later on, I was like, oh, this- Oh, well, that's my thoughts are at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Pete and James, Ashley and Lisa. There are four. They're going to try and find- So sorry, to so just clarify again, Lisa and what's the lead guy called James? Mm-hmm. They're the two- leads i guess and then yeah. p and ashley are like the backups yeah they're the buddies who of course ethnic minorities yeah. <laughs> it's the only way you can have your backup buddies they're gonna go and try and find a house and heather i do have so a- just to rewind when they show that footage in the house forward. other than the reflection of the woman in the mirror is there anything else that like there's we don't see any of the runes or writing or the handprints no, on the wall do we? i don't believe so but you do see someone go into a room and then lock the room and then it ends yeah yeah that's right and you hear her screaming and it's like... I think the rest door. of it is probably there. And this is the problem. This is like a problem I'm going to get to right now. Is like this person found these tapes, uploaded these tapes. If we saw the tapes that we're going to see a film at the end of the movie, then we know it's these characters. Yeah, but he says that that wasn't... It. That what he uploaded was uh-huh. all that he Oh, really? Watched. Yeah, he says that. I'm the guy sure. they're going to meet later? Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Because yeah. A, it'll all be one continuous thing. And B, they're watching it. And then he's going to go, stop. Did you see that? And they stop it and rewind to yeah. look at that mirror shot. And I'm like, yeah, but what about after that? If you just kept watching, well, surely you have. Because after that, gonna she goes into the, the room, locks the door. We'll get her at the and end. And we hear. But yeah, let's judge it at the end. No, but that's what they watch. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, later the but guy- But you don't get the rest of the thing. No. It's like they would all be part of yeah. the same chip. No, he says mm. that it didn't- Of course it, he did. It didn't load. Oh, he didn't see fucking it. Fucking stupid. So, I did just pretending it digitized up, then it all got fucked up. Because mm. we don't get that with the Blow Witch Project. Affects digital equipment, but not analog equipment. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't know, man. Anyway, but whatever. Do the contrived things you got to do. Heaven, by the way, jumping at every digital cut. There's a lot. So every time they cut in this movie, there's like a and they use like loud noises of people being like mm. people like sort of shouting but digitized like as if the digital files got fucked and you were jumping at every single one. Okay. Like, yeah, I have my critiques and I could look at this, you know, analytically now, but that was scary. You were spooked. I was from not. From the get-go. Yeah, I was really having a rough time of it watching this movie. Like, it, I was scared. They definitely... I don't know if I got, I don't want to like ruin it. No, like yeah, no, I don't. Uh, but I think you can tell from the start, okay, this is going to be contemporary, which means yeah. they're leveling it up. Like they're definitely yeah. more relentless with the pacing and what scares. they're Yeah, doing. you know, they're going to be trying to rattle you in a much more in your face, obvious Ugh. roller coaster kind of way. Yeah. Um, I read, I mean, I've saturated myself with so much of this stuff now that I can't remember where I saw it. But apparently in those cuts, there's like frames of, the original footage and different stuff like images oh really yeah very nice that's cool so they're in a club incredibly loud very distorted which i like it's like it was destroying i looked afterwards and our speaker had moved across the entire counter this scene heck yeah. no one would let you bring a full-on camera into a club they're all wearing their headset, wearing headset cameras, cameras right cameras, yeah. it's it's so weird it's so goofy. No, no one why did they do, do that? that was they just testing the gear i don't know yeah i think so yeah. I just found this scene really odd. This is where I first had written down, this footage is meant to come from the earpieces, but no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> it was very like their own modern version of like the Book of Shadows campfire. No, I really <laughs> yeah. party. Honestly, yeah. I think there's a lot of similarities. That's what's strange about uh, this movie is there's a lot of similarities to the first film, but there's actually quite a lot to the second film as well. Yeah, and all this stuff is like, if you actually use those cameras inside, it's just going to be dark. You don't yeah. see, you anything. see anything. Which could be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like to just hear like the noise and it's such dark. That would put me more on edge than this sort of pristine image that we're getting. Then they're testing the drone the next day. They say it goes to 100 meters and they do their walkie-talkie checks. They're all ready. Drive out to the motel and we get a weird sort of replication of the first film. Yeah, very clear and deliberate homage. I think they, again, I read somewhere that, yeah, that was their intention was to to have a little homage to that. And apparently in the background of this scene, there's a giant bottle of red Johnny label. Walker scotch. Yeah, red label. And Heather had the, the scotch. the red label, yeah. Um, and apparently they shot two hours or something crazy in this scene. Oh, really? And uh director had said that it, it was because he just sort of let them go and he just wanted, like, it was about kind of capturing that little- moment. Yeah, just one of those little nuggets, which you could say there isn't really Don't anything- feel- I mean, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not bad, but it's also yeah. Not, I mean, it doesn't magical. have it doesn't have that same sort intimacy. of sincerity and intimacy and like that really palpable energy well, that the first one has of them. Like this is they're about to go to the woods. Do you know but, what I mean? But I'll tell you why. It's also because nowadays with stuff, and this is I'm apologize, but this is a bit of a criticism of the Instagram generation. Like nowadays, it's all about look at me, I'm having so much fun. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's how this feels, and it's just like desperate, sort of like oh, everyone's in a motel, whatever. Whereas in the original Playboy Project, they're pretty dour. Yeah, like, they're pretty bored to be honest. They're being snarky to each other. You can tell they don't yeah. really like Heather. Like that's a real situation. 
and that involves me in these characters. You know, mm-hmm. it makes me question what's going to happen between them. Whereas this is just like, yeah, it's a horror film. Okay, you're all having a great time before it goes shitty. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not endeared to any of you for this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And that's something I feel like from the beginning, like Heather, Josh, and Mike in the original had, they were kind of distinct. They're really distinct in their personalities from the yeah. get-go, whether it be annoying or kind of stoner and daring. But for these characters, it was very glossy Hollywood. Like you didn't yeah. feel as yeah. connected to them. We're handsome, we're fit, we're perfectly photographed. We're all having a great time. Mm-hmm. Let's go yeah. to the woods. Except the Burkittsville residents. They were a little rough. So yeah, next day to go visit the uh, guy who uploaded a video. He's known as Darknet666 because that's how creative you can get with the name of the dodgy dude who's pulling tapes. He's got a Confederate flag on his wall, which Pete, Mm -hmm. their black friend, really appreciates. He's looking unhappy. And then he's also got a girlfriend who I'm just going to call Violet for the whole film, if that's okay, because she had Violet hair. Mm -hmm. Talia. Very in at the time. They want to come with them to the woods as well. That's their deal. They're like, look, we yeah. can tell you where we got these tapes, but we want to take you and come with you. They don't really want to. Pete's definitely begrudging about it, but they decide to. So they head out to the woods at the park. We get the same shot of the cars. Yep. They're walking away. Another one. I'm just like, yep, here we go. Which I appreciate all these Easter eggs, but I do feel that it's, again, another problem with modern films nowadays when we're doing sequels or, you know, reboots or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're just so obsessed with, let's just put as many Easter eggs as possible. It's like, I like any good Easter egg more than most people. But at the end of the day, then you all you can ever be is a nod. You're I mean, not your own thing. I like an Easter egg. I mean, an Easter egg is called an Easter egg because it's something that's hidden and you find <laughs> and you get the pleasure of that. Mm-hmm. This is on the nose. Yeah. Like it is. It is. Yeah, it's a nod. And it's for me, it's like it's the same thing with not to bring up at Force Awakens, you know. A lot of fan service. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. But even though stuff that like you're talking about, like the Johnny Walker thing, that's cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. But also like maybe you could take a little less effort with the Easter eggs mm. and a little more effort with what's actually happened between your actors in sure. this scene. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. You know, right, Heaven? You look a little sleepy. You were further away than I thought. I was going to go for an affection <laughs> to your shoulder because you look pretty hungover. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. She looks like she's fading. You going to throw up? No. Do you need more food? No. More alcohol? No. Yeah. Are you oh, just sorry. reliving this I'm film and getting scared? A little scared? bit. I'm not going to lie. A little bit. <laughs> Because I've noticed you look around every time a little noise is happening. A little noise is happening. Uh, we did do an incantation just before you arrived. Shambhala. Shambhala. Spicy. Darknet 666. <laughs> He's talking about Rustin Park, Coffin Rock. They're doing a sort of brief overview of some of the bits of lore. If you're brand yeah. new to this, I don't know if you'd really pick up on it. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think in any way that would serve you for this story. No. Until you get to Violet, who's telling this, the full story of him, but then they add this whole new thing. They say, like, he was hung in his old house, and then they found old tunnels that didn't go anywhere. But Wait, they said that Rustin Pa was hung in his old house. Oh, I okay, missed that. Yeah, I missed that. So, that's brand new. Yeah. Because he was hung in public. Yeah. It was Not like a miss. He was hung in his house, and then they found the tunnels, which don't go anywhere, but we're presuming those tunnels that were talked about in the dossier. Again, not in the films, yeah. but in the fucking extended universe- that led out to the stream. Yeah. Mm. To the creek. River. Yeah, creek. Yeah, so then after I heard it this time, and I wrote down, I'm waiting to see Rustin Paul hanging at some point. I don't believe we do. No, mm-hmm. that would have been fucking cool. They keep laughing though in Darknet666's face. Well, I'm just calling him Darknet for now because yeah. it's a mouthful. I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> why not laugh at the creepy guy mm. <laughs> who's clearly hazard? 
Does they go past the part of the fence which says no entry after nightfall, but they're pretending they do this all the time, so it's all cool. We're going to find out later they've never been past this point, right? They've never been out past nightfall. Yeah, I wish oh, we had an night. explanation for the no entry after nightfall. Like That's very like old school mythic. Yeah. You know, like fairy tale kind of thing. Well, this feels like somebody knows that, yeah, spooky things happen in these woods, so they put up that sign. It feels like the government's aware. It's very strange. And especially because yeah. like the internet and going back to this too, like the modern technology, I mean, by this point, I'm sure they could reanalyze those tapes with whatever like new law enforcement, whatever technology they have and be like, are these legit or not? Mm-hmm. Like there's so much technologically that they could have done to either like verify or... Is there a Blair Witch 2016 dossier? Yeah. No, that's not. Sorry. That was a year to heaven. No, yeah. that's not a dossier. Mm-hmm. Um, heaven, yes. I hear you hung up on that this movie should have been really them doing research <laughs> <laughs> and more Googling. How about, would you, and I mean this sincerely, because there's some found footage films, and they've been going on for many decades, but are set purely within a laptop. How about if the whole film was just him like looking into or someone else looking into all these pieces where they find, oh, this new bit of footage came out about a Blair Witch. And then they're going for YouTube. They're going to like other sites. Maybe they go to the dark web, whatever, to find the different bits of evidence and trying to put together what really happened. And then potentially they could go out to the woods or potentially they could like communicate with someone else who's doing this trip or something. Like, I, mean, I feel like you want to see all the pieces that would be there I, online. Yeah, like would have made version. sense. Like, I mean, I feel like if this guy, you know, he's really still obsessing over his sister who... In this worldwide film, clearly, or it seemed like she died on camera, that I feel like he'd be able, like, we should see him being, like, doing this research, doing this, like, what happened in the Blair Witch. At least a little, like, a montage of it before, you know, they go out. Mm -hmm. So that way you could at least be grounded in the context. Like, it just seems like he suddenly got up, decided, like, oh, my sister might be alive, even though it's been almost how many years? 20? 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I just figured it'd be... It would have made more sense. You know? Yeah, like it fill, filled him out a bit more with a bit more context of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. care about any of these people. Like have him, yeah, like he could be like a curator on a Find Heather website mm-hmm. or like Blair Witch Theories like you were saying before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or scrolling through Reddit or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the Violet is the only person here that I care about in any mm-hmm. way, and it's purely because she looks a little nervous, you know, yeah. so, which makes me go like, oh, what's going on with her? Like, she turns to Darknet at this moment, they get to the creek, and she's like, they tell the story of the hand grabbing the kid, and then she's like saying to him, are you sure this is a good idea? So then I'm yeah. immediately like, all right, something else is going on here, and she's worried about it. Everyone else seems fine, so she's the only one I'm attaching to. And she's not really in the film very much, so. The thing here they also realized, and and this is obvious because they shot it in a different place, but the woods feel very different. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to be fair, they feel more woody. You know, they, they feel more woody. Like, they feel like, like, feel like, less, like you could less get lost. space. Yeah, but it has been twenty years, so maybe some some yeah. new foliage grew. And who knows? Those black hills have a mind of their own. They do. But it's also one mile radius. Did we establish that? You know, while in the Dossi, it's like only like a mile or like a few miles. No, I think that's there. like in not how big the that's not how big the forest is that was to do with the search, search radius or maybe. something, wasn't it? I don't remember. The forest yeah. is definitely big because we're going to see it as they bring the drone up. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, they're crossing the creek and then something hurts Ashley's foot, which is immediately after they told the story of a hand yeah. came out of the creek. So you're like, all right. I hated that. Yeah, this guy was scared. I hate that because I was scared. <laughs> I mean, she's wearing a, a thick hiking boot. Yeah. And she steps on something 
and takes off her boot. Yes. And has a giant gash on the underside of her foot. Yeah. Which you're like, what happened? But it didn't cut through the boot? Because I remember I didn't see a hole in her no. boot. Well, we just don't really see. Maybe it did. I don't know. But they're also going with ghost stuff. Like, you're the writers then later going to say this is definitely obviously a nod to the hand that came out. But it's like, yeah, but that's not, I don't know. But we're going to get to it later because we definitely have theories about all this stuff. <laughs> so they bandage her up, pitch some tents. Pete can't figure it out. <laughs> Hilarity. Uh, there's always one guy, isn't it? Any tent scene yeah. in the film, oh, that yeah. guy can't put the tent up. Yeah, he gets all frustrated, throws it around. <sighs> yeah. Won't let Ashley help because she, uh, oh. she's a woman. Okay, mm. right. Alex is confused. No, so I've just got some notes here. So they, have you heard of the movie where they talk about Ellie Kedwood new mythology? Yeah, I'm coming up to that right now. Okay, so, great. Give me a sec. so they're sending the drone up. Uh, Pete then heads out to get some firewood. I love this fucking scene because he goes out and it's like daylight. And then when he comes back, it's pitch black. There's no <laughs> fucking way I'm wandering around the woods by getting firewood in a place that you also know they have something, they know something spooky's going on. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck off. Oh, also, they have GPS. Yeah. I don't know if we said that already, but yeah. like. They do. They do. Mm. Uh, drone goes up. Camera adjusts to follow them watching it, which you, you guys told me and Katie told me that's that can happen. Yeah. I believe you have to be a great camera operator in a drone to make it happen the way they do it, though. It doesn't like seem seamless. I just don't feel like it's real. It's just like let it look at 90 degrees and let it go straight up at 90 degrees. Instead, yeah. it's like. It's at 90 degrees. Yeah, it's at 90 degrees. And then it kind of pans. But then as it's going up, it pans down to yeah. stay on our characters. And then it pans up dramatically to show the view. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. you're just taking me out of the found footage. Too, too clean. Because even mm-hmm. if they could do that, they're not going to do that. Yeah. They're not going to, oh, let's have it look at us for a while. Like, yeah, oh, it would be on. straight. Yeah. Let's see what you mean. Uh, um, very weird. But yeah, they just, uh, trees everywhere. And it's nighttime. They got their fire, cook some sausages. Very old, good. Like it was almost like another parallel of like the first night with Heather, Mike, and um, mm-hmm. Josh. Yeah. And to be clear, I'm sounding pretty down on this, but I'm I'm enjoying it. Like it's all like popping along quick mm-hmm. enough. It looks slick enough. I'm like yeah. you know, the beats are there. They're getting into the woods. I'm like, all right, I'm cool with this. Violet then gives us the back history on the Blair Witch on Ellie. She was indeed taken out to the woods, but now, whereas before it was like title tree left for exposure, uh, they went back in spring, but she was gone. But now they say they tied her to the tree, but higher up with rocks tied to her limbs, which yep. stretched out her arms and legs. And the legend says, I don't know what legend we're talking about, not in a dossier, that's mm. for sure, that if you look directly at the witch, then you will die from the shock of it. At the yeah. woods. That's No, at the witch. I thought it said the woods. No, it's if you look at her. So she's basically Medusa. Like yeah. If you look directly at the witch, you will oh, die from the shock. Uh, okay, that makes that's sense That's why you now. have to face the corner of the room. And they went because you, you can't look at her. Okay, so I just want to do a little rewind. One last thing, very yeah, because then you can take it away. The only way the witch was going to get you is you have to spend the night in the yeah, woods. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> so just to kind of recap the steps of our Ellie Kedwood mythology. So from the Curse of Blair Witch and Blair Witch Project, we had Ellie Kedwood blooding the children, being accused of witchcraft. Now, even in these first two films this sort of several Mm -hmm. different stories one is that she's just banished into the woods in the winter Mm -hmm. and left there's like yeah there's a picture of her being tied up and put like on a wheel like a cart remember that picture and then like she's again just left out in the woods Mm -hmm. um and then i think the final one is that she's tied to a tree and then when we move into shadow of blair uh book of shadows the mythology the extension of that was she was 
accused of witchcraft, sent into the woods, tied to a tree, left to die. The kids came back, found that she was still alive, cut her and sliced her, and then put their bloody handprints all over her body and then hung her from a tree. Well, it sounds unlikely when you say it like that. And then- Remember, there was a bit about looking up her skirt. Looking up her skirt. It's got her all grumpy. Yeah. So, that's Book of Shadows. And now we're on to Blair Witch 2016, where the mythology now is she was not just sent out to the woods, but yeah, had the rocks tied to her leg and feet while she was hanging from the tree to stretch her out, essentially forming the- So, wait. At first, like the first picture, she's hanging like tied to the base of the tree. Yeah. But then she's hanging from the tree. But wouldn't she already be dead if they're hanging her from the tree? I don't know if they're hanging her by neck or not or if they're just like suspending her. Well, I think- Do you think they are? I think they are because I think when the woman dies in Book of Shadows, who they accuse of being the witch, I think that's- that whole thing is meant to be an echo of... We're ignoring, acknowledging that film in the continuity. We're, we? we're <laughs> acknowledging it in the sense of that part of the mythology of Ellie mm-hmm. Kedwood. Sure. Was that she was, these kids tortured her and then hung her. But yeah, in this story... Mm-hmm. Yeah, is she already dead when they put the rocks then on why her? why are they putting the rocks on? What's or, the point? Yeah, or is that how... I think that's how they killed her. I feel it's like more like, no, we're going to tie you. It's going to be like the tying, not the hanging. I feel like it's more like what they originally said, we're tying you to something and you're going to die of exposure. Yeah. But instead, we're going to tie you up high and we're going to stretch you out. And I like it. Like, I don't know how historically if anyone ever did that. It yeah. sounds like something maybe someone would do. It sounds creepy as fuck. I like that it ties into the stick figures. Because the stick figures are always like, what does this really mean? What does it have yeah, to do yeah. with anything? Sure, it's spooky. Sort of ties in with that a little bit. And I like yeah. this idea. Some cool it's imagery. Spookier than looking up her skirt and her getting grumpy. I like this idea of you have to spend a night in the woods, essentially. And that's what like triggers her. Mm-hmm. Um, speaks out a little bit against the whole, was Heather cursed to begin with? Because mm-hmm. of that photo from Curse of the Blair Witch. So, like, I don't mind all this stuff, but it's like it wasn't here before. Yeah. Anyway, so I feel like you need at least something of, oh, here's where this new information came from, which again, could have been dealt with if they spent the first 10 minutes of this movie doing what Evan's talking about. My bigger problem is they also then, they throw in all this stuff and I'm like, all right, fine, I'll go with it. And then in addendum, they're like, oh, also, legend says, if you look at her directly. Yeah. And now, so that's why you have to face the corner. It makes sense. Also. But, come on. This is the age, so, you know, 2014. This was snap, like Snapchat was a big thing. Social media was a big thing. They weren't Snapchatting this when they're all by like the fire. There wasn't like yeah. other things they were doing. They didn't have their cell phones out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have That's flashlights true. on your cell phones. You even back then, I think you had share your location with friends. Oh, yeah. They didn't oh, yeah, that could have been an interesting share thing. location with your family members. Yeah. yeah. And then you watch it go boop, boop, boop. But like boop. come up at different yeah, times. Yeah. Be cool. Be cool. Anyways. So. That's, that's a really interesting point. Yeah, it feels like there's missed opportunities potentially like with some of that stuff. Well, that's what I mean. And I agree with you, Heaven, in terms of this film, you can tell it's not made by a young person. Mm-hmm. This is a film, I mean, like, you know, objective, you know what I mean. Not a young, young person. And this film is a film that doesn't really want to be contemporary. It wants to be the Blair Witch Project, but with more toys to play with. So mm-hmm. they're kind of embracing it. Well, cool. Now we can have these cameras. That gives us an excuse to throw a DSLR in here. Now we can have drones. That's what they're going to do stuff with, but not really. I really thought more cool stuff yeah. was going to happen with that drone. But they're, yeah, but they're not embracing what's the real new vision of how to do this in the modern age is more in the line of stuff you're saying. It's you got to bring in Snapchat. you got to bring in more like stuff to do with your phone and with Google and with all this stuff. 
And they're not doing that because they don't want to do that. They want to make an old-fashioned Blair Witch movie. And there's also this fear, I think, you know, that would have been an interesting layer at least, you know, because you guys got the original Blair Witch at the turn or right before like the real digital age kicked in. But we're getting, you know, my generation, for some people, this is like the first time they're seeing the Blair Witch. We're getting it at the height of it. And I feel like there's a new level of fear to be like, what are you, like when your technology fails you. Because yeah. I know when I'm like out, or even if I'm just, you know, driver and I have to go somewhere, my phone's going to die. I get really anxious. I'm like, oh, shit. What am I going to, you know, how am I supposed to like get directions to go wherever? How am I supposed to contact someone? Like there's such You'll a probably at, Yeah, probably. There's such a heavy reliance like in 2014. Like even if I go hiking or something, I still want my cell phone on me. Did so. they even mention that their cell phones aren't working in this? I don't remember. No, I don't no. even think they brought out their even, cell yeah, phone. It's not <laughs> even just, used. Just and that would have been the first thing to do to be like, okay, can we call like someone? Yeah. Yeah. Which was totally just ignored. And I think they wanted to be contemporary, but it just was so. Well, like, you know, it's as cheesy as it sounds, you know, imagining when they're at the river and one of them's like, oh, this is where the thing was. Someone grabbing their phone and being like, someone yeah, was yeah, taking yeah. a selfie. Picture. But that's what I mean. He doesn't want it to be cute. Like, he doesn't yeah. want to be winking or like, he doesn't want to look like. And I kind of, I understand that decision from a director point of view. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, I just want to play straight, but we're going to set this up as best as we can. But yeah, then you are ignoring. Like, it, it, this film should be made by young people mm. like it should be made by people in their early 20s who have the energy to be as creative with it and yeah contemporary with it as the blowers project did at the time because mm-hmm. that's really what you should be carrying over yeah is what they did not just with the spooks but also with yeah the time that it was made in mm-hmm. how do you do that again later this is just trying to exist and i think part of the problem is again lionsgate it came to them with a synopsis built out like let's just basically redo the first film and you Mm -hmm. can feel that bone structure running all the way through and they're they're trying to shoehorn in a few fun things to do to make it scarier essentially yeah and we saw in those interviews they were saying like they were terrified that well maybe it wasn't there somewhere i read they're really scared that they weren't going to make it scary enough so they planned everything out meticulously they went through every scene again and again and again and again trying to like focus on how do we make this scary because they'd done vhs found footage but they're shorter they're more fun in a proper movie like this they're like no we need to make this genuinely scary not Mm -hmm. cute not fun how do we do that so they really like scrutinize every scene to orchestrate it perfectly Mm -hmm. so again i respect that technicality i think it's complicated and difficult and we're going to get to when the spooks start happening now if those are working or not but that's the exact opposite of what the first film did the first mm-hmm. film did no orchestrating in terms of we can control. It was all about, no, this is going to be random. All we can do is throw in these certain elements. We can plan you go to here. We can do this baby crying noise here. We can do this here. How are you going to react? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What shot you're going to get? I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you're going to find that thing, I don't even know, you know? That's the beauty that comes from that first film. This is doing the exact opposite. This yeah. is, let's make front footage, but let's control every inch. Mm-hmm. And that sure. is a problem for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just going back and like thinking about some of the stuff they're dropping in here. Like, like you're saying, they've got that sort of structure, but they're trying to litter it in with the new things and these kind of new elements of mythology. And I was just like thinking, I feel like for the diehard fans, you would pick up on some of these things of like, oh, wait, wasn't really Kedward killed this way, blah, blah, blah. But for this whole new generation of audience, I think it's so you, you can kind of reset the myth a little bit. Which yeah. is kind of what they're doing. Yeah, I apologize because we didn't do... Normally, we talk about if we'd seen this before. I saw this in cinema. Yeah, I saw it with you. Yeah, we saw it together, didn't we? Yeah. And 
I would say most it wasn't that packed, but most people there I would say were brand new mm-hmm. to Blair Witch. They were sure. young, they were just like screaming all the way through. Yeah. And I think it worked for them, but they're not gonna be paying attention to that stuff. And the people who did watch Blair Witch are gonna have forgotten all the details. Mm-hmm. So I think it's only the super fans like us who are gonna pay attention to that stuff. But you want to appeal to super fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Particularly if you're doing all these little nods. They are super fans, these directors, you know, all these directors. So, yeah. And writer. And I mean, it was the super fans that were super pumped when this yeah. trailer dropped. Oh, yeah, for sure. Pete here is going to reveal, by the way, the ethnic minority character, waiting for him to get ticked off first, basically. Mm-hmm. He's going to reveal he was in the search teams for Heather, Josh, and Mike as a kid because his dad was one of the volunteers who went out, which is kind of cool. Right. And I'm like, yeah. all right, but nothing comes of that. He no. couldn't have mentioned that maybe earlier? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Or, like, have any recollection of where they were traveling to? Why are they through? letting a four-year-old go on a search team for missing kids? Yeah, well, presumably he's older then. Because I remember thinking that as well. I was like, that wouldn't make sense. You wouldn't take a four-year-old. But, like, even no, an eight-year-old? No, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be four because that was when they did the search teams in 94. Yeah, but maybe he's older than, than if he Josh. Is, by, like, a year or two. Like, there's yeah. very little in it between them for sure. Which I can tell, I can buy your parent would take you out, but then like, if you write that in, do something with it. It feels like maybe it's just here to throw us off the scent and make us think, oh, maybe he's going to be something mm-hmm. spooky because mm-hmm. uh, he's already got a connection with the witch from then or something like that. Night one. So I separated these into nights. Yeah. Which is going to get weird. First film, seven nights. Seven nights. The book is full seven. Here we're just on night one. Wake up in the night hearing something moving. There are some cracks happening outside. What's Straight up. really made the cracks a lot louder. Yeah. Like, too definitely. loud, kind of, a little bit. Yes. Well, here's the thing. These cracks, definitely done in post. In the previous film, I think they boosted things in post, mm-hmm. but those cracks are really the directors and their team outside making cracks around the tent. This is purely in post, and you can tell. Yeah. Which, again, is a bit of a problem for me, but I'm just here to be entertained now. I'm not here mm-hmm. to, like, really believe this is real. And we didn't get, in Blair Witch Project, the spooks don't start on night one, do they? No, it no. was the campfire so they basically just smashed together nights like one and mm-hmm. one through three yeah yeah i feel like got smashed together in this one first yeah. initial campfire to be fair with the blowage project that first night they wake up and josh is like yeah i heard someone cackling that's right probably nothing yeah. <laughs> let's keep it's going just the wrong choice of word yeah stupid joshua lennon what are you doing god <laughs> still josh. working <laughs> they're also going to get a huge crash and then these cracks, they're going to sound definitely, they mentioned it in the first one briefly, but here they're definitely going to be, yeah, they sound like footsteps. So this is like something big and you think maybe we're in Troll Hunter because it sounds mm-hmm. like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Something is walking around their tent. And then they, they have the walkie-talkies from tent to tent. I do like this. I think that's cool because mm-hmm. they're in separate tents yeah. now and you've got the walkie-talkie. And I feel there's something a lot more you could do with that as well, the tension of them talking to someone in the other tent. And then like some like, yeah, baby's crying or something. I don't know. Yeah. Just something, bring something through that. They couldn't just text each other. Well, no, but this is the thing. I feel like we missed something because they must have at some point gone like, oh, the phones don't work out I don't, in this area. I really feel like they didn't. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't have a recollection. Because they of had them. their GPS was a separate thing. Yeah. The GPS was a separate thing. 
the walkie-talkies were a different thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've really... Old separate cameras. Yeah, they really tried to avoid bringing out the yeah, phones. Yeah, it wasn't like a single phone camera. Which I think would have been that layer of scare for them to be like, nothing is like working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. It's weird they don't do it when every horror film has a scene. Maybe there was a scene that was cut and they're like, oh, the only way to keep this in. Maybe they had Sprint anyway, so it's not like it would have mattered. <laughs> I have Sprint and I have no signal anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, if you, if you are a visitor coming to America and you plan on traveling across 70% of the states that aren't on the east or west coast, you need to be on Verizon or you will have zero. And I mean it. I am on, yeah. what am I on, O2 or something? T-Mobile. Yeah, I that's what I'm on. Nothing. Yeah. When Same. I'm going through those top states going east. Nothing at all. For three states. Yeah. Nothing. So horror films are real, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Turns out Darknet went for a little pee. And now he's gone. Bye. Because as Violet says, oh, he likes privacy when he pees. So mm. He goes way out <laughs> into the spooky haunted woods. Jeez. Um, and I do like, this is kind of funny a line with like, uh, was it Lee guys? Like, we should probably go look for him. And then the other guy's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So Violet goes with James. They head on out. We've got a lot of production sounds overlaid, breaking uh, all the found footage rules, but whatever. And then done, it turns up. We're getting lots of jump scares, constant jump scares when mm-hmm. we're editing on this. Oh, there's so many jump scares. Which is, it's cheap, but effective how they do it. Um, he says he went to find out what made the noises, but he couldn't find anything. So James naturally decided they're going to sleep in the same tent because they're spooked. I presume they're going out anyway. I didn't realize yeah. that they were just friends, but clearly this is meant to be a burgeoning relationship. Kind of. It just felt so weird. Like it is not place. a bus there. The next morning, sticks all around the tent, those old stick men. Friends. Straight up. Just not wasting any time now. No. Not wasting any time. Mm-hmm. I was reminded in this bit, in this first morning, to the first few times I watched The Blair Witch Project and the relief I would feel every morning, yeah. Yeah. every time we would get to morning, how you would just have that sense of relief of like, oh, they've got through another night. But then they build that tension, tension all through the day again, up yeah. into the evening. Mm-hmm. Which heaven like, definitely had here because I could hear when it goes yeah. morning, she's like, oh, phew. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think that's what reminded me because I was like, oh, I remember that feeling with Blair Witch Project of just mm-hmm. that relief like, and how mm-hmm. cleverly that was done. Which, yeah, spoilers, but there aren't going to be many days. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, when I heard your relief over this heaven, I was like, oh, how's it going to get with night two? <laughs> It's already 2 p.m. when they wake up. Like, how is that possible? Probably Book of Shadow sex orgy in the woods. Mm. Honestly, like, I was thinking, whoa, wait, this is kind of a Book of Shadows nod because the time lapse and all this stuff. Violet, though, decides... Yeah, they didn't want to recap their lost hours, though. Didn't didn't want... Let's not just check back on the footage (laughs) to see what happened. Don't want to know. We've seen Book of Shadows. We're fine. (laughs) Someone's pregnant later. We'll worry about it then. Violet takes one of the stick men, because why not? so dumb <laughs> i just can't get over that like i would have just left just call your lift and go like call an uber just go call she, the police to come get you she's just there for darknet right i don't really get any personal reason for her being there other than she's an alternative girl and yeah. for whatever reason she's hanging out with darknet because he's the local kid who's into the weird alternative mm-hmm. stuff that's it right just go listen yeah. to the smiths at home like you don't need to go to the black hills yeah, yeah. go to a morrissey concert it'll be fine they decide, you know what, I appreciate it, decide, let's just get out. Like, the fucking twigs everywhere, too many twigs in a forest anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's leave. But then they find Twine and Dartnex backpack, so they think that they faked it with all the stick men. 
But they're saying they did fake it, right? They said they put they those said, up. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't fake the noises or the sleeping until 2 p.m. Yeah. Because how can you? So that creates distrust. Darknet then storms off with Violet. Um, well, they're kicked out, aren't they? They're told yeah, they're, they're vanished. In quite a funny scene. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, they keep trying to like come back. Because originally he's like, fuck you guys, I'm leaving. Yeah. And he's like, oh, can I come back now? Yeah. <laughs> like immediately. Um, and then it turns out no one has been beyond the creek for years. Ooh. I didn't Wait, who said that? Catch that's that. what he says. Lane said that. Darknet, yeah. Darknet. Is that name Blaine? Lane. Lane. Yeah. yeah. Darknet. And then he, he was using, so yeah, then they find that he was using the same type of camera as the footage that they was on the YouTube that they think was of Heather. Yeah. Was Shalom. So they think, oh, great. He just faked everything. And he's just a typical YouTube faker. He's using the DV. Using this bullshit. Because he says- GPS isn't working. Because when they first enter the woods, they pass a tree- which is split in half. Looks oh, yeah. like it's been struck by lightning. And Lane, aka Darknet, has his camera. And Lisa says, "Well, that's a, that's an old camera." Oh yeah. And she makes a comment about that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he, "I forget where he says like he picked it up or something." But he may also makes a comment, I think, about the batteries. Or like film doesn't Wh- lie or something. Yeah, it's which like a very oh, yeah, similar. Does like, stupid which is um, he mentioned? I think the comment about the battery, which is a throwback to Heather saying that they have batteries to power a town for months or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he says, yeah, he said, no, it, it, was that from this film? The film lies, but video doesn't. Was that, was that, was that from that one was, of the documentaries? That was Josh said that to Heather? No. Someone said Don't that. that's in the first film. What's it in? Damn it. Go back to our previous episodes. And one where that Maybe came it was from, in Shadow. Remember. It sounds like mm-hmm. a Book of Shadows line. It does sound like a book. Yeah, no, that's absolutely a Book of Shadows line. Because yeah. he's the lead crazy guy. Yeah, that's right. So like, yeah, that's right. Lie, man. Film lies. That's right, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that movie. Wiped it from my brain already. Wow. About a few weeks ago. So they end up back at the campsite. What? Uh, How did we get back here? But it's not as creepy in this one. It's not. Like, it's but just, is it like... Because this has been so closely following the structure of the original, is that why it's not as creepy? Is it the acting that makes it not so. as creepy? Is it the, the, the whole look? Like what? I think it's all the above. It's all the above. It's too yeah. slick. I've seen it before. I don't care about these characters. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not in that. Yeah, I'm not in that mindset that they're in. They're I mean, not how are you not. feeling? Because you were spooked through bits. I mean. Were you more spooked because of the, I was the kind not. of like jump scare setups and that element of it or were you genuinely spooked about this sort of scenario and what these characters are going through i do like i get scared really easily i mean i was jumping during book of shadows <laughs> you know sorry I <laughs> so it's no, kind should. of like i wrote this in my notes i said they're really leveling this bitch up <laughs> um <laughs> And I also wrote, I'm done, full stop. Did you really? Yeah, look. Oh, you took a photo of your laptop screen. Okay, my laptop was going to die. Yeah, it was the jump scares in the scenario, but like everything that scared me about the first one, the only reason I think I got scared for this round or for this film was just because they really did take what made it. Like they did breakneck speed once we got to like the scares Mm -hmm. and we had like night three intensity. Which night three, I'm remembering like night three and night four was intense in the original film. Oh, yeah. And they put that right away for like <laughs> yeah, night one exactly. or two. And so it was kind of like, it was like the just the pump of the jump scares. Mm. You didn't have time to think about, at least for me, I didn't have time to think about it like 
logistically in the yeah. moment. But like but I said, I get very I will scared. say some people who are definitely new to this whole thing in the cinema when we saw it, they were they were feeling it. They were like, yeah. oh, shit, they're back at the campsite. Like they were in it like the first one, you know. I don't know how they would be affected by it. Maybe the first one would destroy them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or they'd the be impervious to it. soul crushing. Yeah, but I, I don't know if... In that that interview that I saw with the three leads from the original, they seem to feel that a lot of people dislike the original now. Yeah. A lot of newer audiences because of its maybe ambiguity and its pacing and it's, it's like so big as well. Yeah. Like I mean, there's going to be a backlash when something's that big. Yeah, you know, I got asked yesterday why I don't like Avatar. Why she not? Ali texted me out of nowhere and she said, Sean and I want to know, why does everybody hate Avatar? And I was like, everybody definitely doesn't hate Avatar. It's, you just, it was the number one movie <laughs> yeah. of all time. She's like, but you and Alex don't like it. And I was like, are we everybody? She's like, yes. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, really like my name you guys don't like Avatar? I think I like it less than Alex. Yeah, I think that's true. Mm. Avatar. <laughs> We've just reviewed it. Done. <laughs> yeah. Podcast done. <laughs> so they're going to go full. They, they're going to tip it over into prop horror. Because right now it's still been a little bit short. There's been bigger noises, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen anything. Now Lisa's going to get a twig snapping sound and her leg is going to fucking give her agony. So they decide, you know what? We need to camp here again. Doesn't matter. We're still at the same spot. Fuck it. We're going to camp here again. Stand at the night. No real creepy line about the sleeping in the same place. You think it'd be something of like, like in that first one, like, yeah. doesn't it feel weird to you that we're sleeping in the exact same place we did last night? That like got under my skin mm. in the first film. And this is nothing like that. They do take down old Stickman, which I appreciate. And then they mention that they heard a voice earlier, but then it like cuts out. It's kind of weird, the editing on this bit. And then Lisa's, it becomes, I hate this stuff. It's like the cabin fever stuff. It's like, okay, someone's sick. And that means you can't move. You're tied to one location, yeah. but not necessarily in an interesting way. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get into some parasitic stuff, maybe. Ugh. Which sort of, we're going to talk about it as we see the stuff later. But Lisa's freezing. She's clearly got a fever. They check her foot and it's swollen and then it twitches in a CGI twitch. Yeah, like there's some kind of bug or something underneath it. Yeah, which doesn't do it for me, but Mm-mm. whatever, subjective. So the drone time, send that drone on up in the nighttime. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I can't see the road or the, well, it's nearly nighttime, isn't it? I do like, um, I like the sound of the drone. Yeah. Just the... <laughs> when you hear that, then it has that like little beeping noise that it makes. It's yeah, like... More of that. Yeah. yeah I thought that was going to come back. Like I thought they were going to fly the drone like into the house or something and mm. then look up and it wasn't there or something weird or like, I don't know. Yeah. Use that sound so you can't hear what they're actually saying. So it yeah. just gets scarier. And then it pisses me off because she's up there and she's looking around and says, like, oh, I can't see the road or the creek. It's like, well, of course you fucking can't. Have you ever looked over a wood? <laughs> yeah. It looks like a wood. Yeah. But there could be roads going through it. You don't see them unless you're literally above it, vertical, looking down yeah, like a yeah. satellite. So, no. And then the drone crashes. Because I guess it goes out of range or whatever. And then Pete is peeing. We get a little POV shot of that. Pete peeing. Which people loved in the Death Stranding uh, trailer. Yep. So, Cheered it. People probably love this. <laughs> Heaven, night two. We're back in darkness. <sighs> and I'm going to be honest. Night two is the rest of the film. <laughs> Yeah. No, well, I mean, arguably it's multiple days. We don't know, but it never gets to dawn again. We are now in what? darkness. What do you mean? For the rest of the film, Alex. So hectic. So scary. Now, this is a new play. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. I got it wrong earlier with the collecting wood because this is where Pete's been out for ages collecting firewood and it's fucking pitch black. Yeah. You're like, fucking Like, you wouldn't bring a buddy. You couldn't have done that earlier. I don't know. And after the shit that's already happened, the stuff you heard the night before, you ended up in the same place, your girlfriend's, like, Mm. leg is fucked with something twitching. It's like, no. Do you not have firewood near your camp in the woods? in the woods. And plus, don't start fucking fire in the woods, guys. Number one rule. Why don't I just burn all those sticks? Yeah, burn the witch sticks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no line that says witch bitch. (laughs) (laughs) His walkie-talkie starts crackling. He hears the big footsteps and then sort of weird hyena sort of noises. Strange. And then we definitely see something in the woods. And this is a blink and you miss it. And we had to go back and freeze frame this. Do you remember? This is like when it's like panning by and you just see it like in the background. It's actually good effects because there's a lot of compositing layers on top of it. And I wrote down, which question mark? Oh, is it the one where it's like... Ugh. No, it doesn't peer out. It's like just darting behind a tree, but it's very hard to see. Right. I'm getting um, scared thinking about this movie again. <laughs> even though I'm like analyzing it. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I'm feeling a bit of goose bumpage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking water. Now, later on, we're going to confirm not witch. The writer has confirmed not these witch. are not the witch. And they also said, maybe we should have gone back and listened to this. There was a comment from, is it Simon Barrett? Is that the writer's name? That's the writer's name. It was the one I was trying to show you right at the start of the show, which I should have shown you later. Thank you. He said, our DVD commentary will explain a lot. Well, yeah, but most of the stuff, we, most of the trivia we pulled comes from that DVD commentary. Okay, and then they've talked about it in interviews as well. I'm not going to claim we know everything about this. There's actually going to get a lot of info about this. We tried to find as much as we could, but yeah. haven't covered all the details. Pete is fucking pelting it. He just starts running, which again, there's some good spooky bits here. A tree, though, then falls on him and something definitely big walks over him, right? Yeah, there's a... I thought... There's a vibe of that. I thought it was a... <laughs> I didn't know it was a tree go. that fell on him. I thought it was a bush person. For some reason, I thought, why is... I really thought in my mind, like the Blair Witch, when you see like the leaves coming towards him, but I was mm-hmm. also watching through the crack of my fingers, honestly, that I was like, oh, wow, the Blair Witch is in like a ghillie suit. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing a bush, so not. she's like controlling the bush. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, why is she covered in leaves? Because it was... Well, That's what that I thought. I was like... Film. Which says she controlled all the animals and yeah. the woods themselves. Yeah. Because so. there was a bit, yeah, in this bit where I I didn't see it as a tree falling. For me, it looked like mm-hmm. a tree footstepping. Do you know that sounds really oh, weird okay. and dumb? As if the tree was the footstepping. If it was like, some, like a big walking tree and it was like a... I definitely got this as a tree that's been pushed over, you know, by something big walking by. Because, right. again, we've heard these big footsteps, which, again, they alluded to in the Blue Wind Project. I don't think this is what they necessarily intended. Yeah, yeah. To confirm, we never see what this is, yeah. this big thing. But it sounds big, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, it sounds huge. Yeah. Which, is it one a bigger version of these other things that we're seeing? I don't know if that really makes sense. Is this actually the Blue Witch Project and she's a fucking giant? It's a Bigfoot project, surprise. It's a Bigfoot. Well, yeah, we're going to get, again, we're going to get to exist later. Is it oh, better man. or worse than this? But anyway, some big walks over him. Jameson comes from him, but he gets grabbed. And now we're with James as he's looking for Pete. Sorry, Pete gets grabbed. So, um, let's chalk that up as kill one. Pete. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. They get back into the tents, but there's loads more cracking. And it's a pretty cool scene. Darknet and Violet then suddenly emerge from nowhere. And this is the first yeah. twist of the movie. They're all beaten up. They're looking dirty. 
She says it's been five days since they saw them and the sun won't come up, which I have in brackets to how they know it's been five days. But yeah, I guess they've. None of their GPSs are working. None of their technology is working. The sun's not coming up, but she knows it's been five days. Yeah, well, maybe so. that's what they use their phone for, not to call people, but to yeah. check what day it is. Um, but it was a cool moment and I remember the first time I saw this being like oh interesting we're gonna go and I wasn't fresh enough with the mythology to mm-hmm. realize yeah time travel's been sort of planted in a little weird way and they're taking it and running with it mm-hmm. yeah I felt the same and watching this back this time having gone through all the films and reacquainted myself with the mythology there was a greater payoff for these moments because from when I saw them in the cinema I think my thinking at the time was more Oh, this is following all the same beats of the first one, blah, blah, blah. Whoa, that's a weird new thing. Well, that doesn't make any sense. But now it, it, it pays off a bit more. Yeah, mm. again, I don't know if what they intend with anything else, but definitely with Book of Shadows, there's lots of time for mm. sure. And with the Blowers Project, you can totally interpret it in a different way after seeing this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can think of the time travel thing from, yeah, the first one from um, in the book where they talk about the search party was sent out Yes. And should have found them because the time that they were in the woods overlapped. Yeah, I think you're right. No, I think you're right. I think they were, I'll take it back a little bit, was it? I don't think they necessarily meant it to be as integral. Yeah. But I think they definitely were playing with time's weird. Yeah. Spooky things are happening with time. Mm-hmm. Violet decides that she's going to stay because Darknet's like, no, fuck these guys. They're not going to save us. We've got to get out. He's already um, gone bonkers at this he's point. He's lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Violet's just kind of ruffled and a bit shell-shocked. He is, yeah. He's yeah. already gone cuckoo. He screams back at her, they're going to be here forever, but not me. We'll see about that, Darknet. Mm. I did write down here, these loud jump noises are just too manipulative sometimes for me. Like, they do really try and shock you with stuff. Mm-hmm. Still night two, I have written down brackets, or is it? We're losing heaven. Are you all right? Just so hectic. Like, night two <laughs> had, like, all of the energy of nights, like, four and five. I feel... Is it really? Is that really what you're going through, or are you just trying to cover? Because, like, I'll be honest... When you turned up today and you said, I'm hungover, you look more hungover now than you did when you first came. Don't tell the people my <laughs> secrets, Al. <laughs> you, you suffer hangovers in reverse. I just, I woke up really deep cut of my life, I guess. I woke up really, like we went to bed at like five in the morning. Fuck. And then I woke up at eight. I can't get eight. that late anymore. I think I woke up at 8.30. That's what? not enough sleep. And then I was like up and I didn't really have like, I don't know why I just didn't take a nap today. So then I'm fading a little bit. And I'm also, yes, I mean, there's a lot logistically that, you know, being someone who grew up now in this like digital age with like all this technology, I don't understand how they got maybe like someone would have posted some sort of thread. I'm sure they should have done research before going into the woods. Like, I'm sure someone would be like, no one's been across the creek in years and no one's done this. There's so many things that could have happened. They could have done share my location with their parents. I mean, the Burksville residents, they could have. I think you can have No one should have gone into the woods. Just no one should have (laughs) gone. It's been 20 years. They went this route. You got to go. I mean, it might be a deal breaker for you when we get to the end of this. We'll see. And it's definitely something I don't think we would have brought up to this extent. I might have mentioned it a little bit, but no, I wouldn't have thought to a modern viewer it would be the problem that it clearly is for you, Heaven. I respect that. But you might have to accept it by this point. And yeah, I'm scared thinking about this film. (laughs) Well, the alarm goes off at 7 a.m., but it's still dark outside. What? Piles of rocks. And lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of sticky men. 
Lots of rock piles too. They took the first rock piles and stick man is just like, all right, let's level it up. There's a comedically More. large stick man yeah. in this. That's like He's big. It's ridiculous. He's not even like not not like the chewy one from the first one. No, it's so much bigger. And that chewy one was like six foot or something. Mm. This is fucking crazy. But actually don't look so good. And her acting ain't so good either. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Uh, Violet just rips more stickmen down for no reason. And then Ashley breaks one. Sorry, so, sorry she rips them down for no reason. So like fighting. And then Ashley takes it, breaks it. And this is definitely one of the big shocks. So we don't get oh anything like this again. God. It's a voodoo stick man yep is what we're gonna learn and it breaks violet so so violet pulls one off the tree and starts panicking and crying because yeah. she's like my hair my hair oh yeah yeah sorry uh, and this stick person has been put together with strands of her hair because it's all purple That's why she and she's panicking and starting to freak out and ashley in an attempt to calm her i guess or just get her to shut the fuck up grabs the stick person out of <laughs> her hand Snaps it in half, and Al, what happens to her? She she literally folds in half while yeah. in like a zigzag. Her spine snaps in yeah. half, and she's still alive. Oh yeah, my god, that was horrific! Yeah. I I think that was one of the moments in the film. Where, like I jumped really bad. <laughs> yeah. Also, that was very um four corners of fear. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> very kill cool. too. Yeah, and it's fucking crazy. And this is, I mean, to be clear, there are two. I said there were two chrysalis scenes in this film that are really where the spooks are this is one of them mm-hmm. and the yeah. other one's the end yeah things go crazy because you got the rocks the stick man violets and broken in half on the floor which we can go into then to the stick man i mean will they do anything unless you put hair in who put the hair in are they normally voodoo like whatever it and really then we have broke this, her in half god it's fucking cool and then the tent behind ashley just gets ripped into <laughs> the air which was actually something i don't even remember this alex we were talking about a fan film before we did spidey that I was developing that had an opening scene and this was meant to happen in it yeah. or something, but I couldn't figure out how to do it right. They do it so well here. It looks so It cool. looks great. It looks really great. Love it. Yeah, and then they're just running. They will get split up because they're all frightened and they're screaming and we're getting into, yeah, I guess where they are with the hands go on the tent and the Blair Witch Project. Is mm-hmm. that, this is that version, but like amped to a thousand. Yeah, yeah I I thought I was like brave. I was like, ooh, like I'm ready to watch like the 2016 Blair Witch. But they really, really did turn up the heat <laughs> and I wanted to get out of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that tent bit is is such a big kind of production-y, glossy movie moment. But fuck, it looks cool. Yeah, this is like, oh, okay, this is more Cloverfield than the Blair yeah. Witch Project. Which again, mm-hmm. I love Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. And Alex, what's happening to New York? <laughs> People need to be warned, Al. Cloverfield's coming. Cloverfield is fucking <laughs> coming. That's my first found footage film ever, Cloverfield. Oh, Was it? It's a good choice. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so they run up split. They're all screaming for each other in the dark. Lisa and James managed to find each other. Ashley, gone. Uh, which one's Lisa and James again? Sorry. I'm Lisa wrong. and James are the, the love interests. Mm-hmm. Main two. Yeah. Of course, Ashley's gone. You left the girl gone. with a fever and a cut up foot to just go run willy nilly in the <laughs> woods by herself. What did you think was going to happen? So here's what we're going to get up first and we can get it into our interpretations of the lore a little bit here because we're with Ashley. She has a hole in her leg now. Yeah. Oh my God. It's pretty nasty. And then she starts to pull at it and this pus just comes oozing out. It looks cool. And then she grabs, uh, well done, but a CGI 
thing out of it. Yeah. Now I've seen all the I've seen all the screenshots of this. Looks at this slowed motion down. You're definitely not meant to be able to tell exactly what it is. The writer has confirmed this is meant to be they're becoming the stick people. Yeah. Like, this it's is a root. Root's going in. So there's things we're going to see later right. in the film, and that we saw a glimpse of earlier. Yeah. The Did stick you know people. that? I might have been looking away at that part. Honestly. So when she pulls it out, <laughs> my first thought was it's like a centipede type bug thing. But yeah, the as I was saying, it was confirmed that it's like a piece of wood, bark, stick, root. But it's still alive though. This is the thing. Yeah. Like it is moving. So it is, I think it is sort of like a parasite, but mm-hmm. that is, yeah, made of the stringy wood twine, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely, it's a nasty idea. Doesn't fit with Blair Witch for me. It's definitely mm. like, all right, you're going way out. You're pushing this boat out to some crazy places unless you know, go on this ride. But yeah, that's essentially what they're going to say is like, I don't know how the witch decides who's who. I don't know which ones they decide to kill, which ones are going to turn into Twig people. But for whatever reason, Ashley has been chosen to be turned into one of the Twig people. But then are the, t- the Twigs are usually pretty small. Is that to suggest that some of these Twig people are... Bigger and no, no, no. Ones. I don't mean sorry. I don't mean the ones hanging. I mean the people we're gonna see. Oh, the twig monsters then, or whatever. You the want long call them. limb the things. Long okay, yeah, limb okay. things that are seem to be like a tip of the hat to her having a limb stretched out. We okay. seen one earlier. Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. We're gonna see it, and she's meant to be becoming that. Yeah. That's what she's yeah. going Almost Heaven's not Tristana's. Yeah, exactly. from wreck. Sort of park oh. group, park Tristana. Leech and James, they're back at the campsite, and then they hear Pete over the walkie-talkie. So like, fuck, Pete's still alive, goddammit. Then you had your one friend still alive and you thought you could write them off and now I've got to go save him. Uh, Ashley looked fine. said kill one. <laughs> Backing it, you got to write it off. Ashley, she's like done the like thing. She finds the drone stuck in a tree. It's like, you know what's a good idea? Let's climb that tree. Why does she want to get the drone? I don't know. It's pitch black for starters. And what is she going to do with it? And it's so high up. Oh, it's ridiculous. But I will say... The scene of her climbing the tree looks great, looks that was real, scary. and is really well put together. And then when she's reaching out from it, something smacks her out of the tree. We don't yeah. get a clear view of what, but I'm guessing one of the twig monsters. Oh my God. And she falls fucking painfully all the way down to the floor and then is dragged off immediately. Kill three. Ashley. Yeah, it's a cool scene. Even Sorry. if it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, kill three. Why did she do that? It is a cool scene. Yeah. So much logic, I feel like. I mean, with Heather, Josh, and Mike and something, I feel like in the first one that was really lacking, like they proceeded with logic. It felt like, I mean, yeah, there were some silly moments in the original, like why did you throw the map into the river? But the reactions felt very grounded in reality, like the decisions Mm -hmm. they made. Even like with Heather using the camera and being like, oh, let's turn it off. You know, that was never addressed. Like, people are yeah. dying and they no one said turn off the camera. Oh, no, they're, they're, oh, they're activating them as they take things. Like, hmm? it's, they're activating them as they take things. It's crazy. So, mm-hmm. in Blair Witch Project, they had intended to have potentially one of these stick-type creatures. Had they? Because what we were watching, oh, God, again, I've been so saturated with stuff now. But there was a story, oh, maybe I think it was in this interview that I listened to. Heather talked about how they, either one of the producers or one of the, someone on the crew was like wrapped in something. I don't know, I can't remember if it was like gauze or something and was like hung up from in a tree or something. And and they tried to catch that on film, but it just didn't, it didn't look good. 
But I think that was probably close to that moment where she's like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, And I think originally it was intended that you'd see this thing. I think so how scary I, it is having her scream that and you don't know what she sees. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember pouring over that bit over and over to see if there was something I was missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're not in that movie here. Sorry. For better or worse. <laughs> Lisa and James hear Ashley screaming, so they run towards her, and then rain comes falling down, and instead they find the house, which he's all happy about. So quick. Really quick they get to the house. Shocking. So quick. I mean. I feel like we're just getting going. Really? Yeah, the Blair Witch has it down to the science now. Like twenty years, she's like, "I'm not fucking around with five days. Like we're gonna get this done in yeah. two days." You're at the house. Let's do this. Yeah, she's like, "Well, I've been doing it for 150 years already." Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, "Forget the foreplay. Just meet me at Rustin's. <laughs> meet me at the Rustin's. Can we get that printed on a shirt? Forget the foreplay. Meet me at Rustin's. This would be great as a as a bar." By the way, this movie is nearly 10 minutes longer than the original movie. Isn't that weird? I feel like it's shorter. It feels much shorter. Yeah, but it's longer. I felt like it was. Yeah. <laughs> it felt longer. Yeah. You're like, I still feel it. Yeah, he's all happy. He's like, oh, it's the house. Heather's going to be there. My sister's like, meh. Yeah, um, you he's like, you did like you watch four, the goddamn dude. tapes? Well, they see a light running through the house. He's like, it's Heather. He's mm-hmm. like, sure, because that's what she's been doing for the last 20 years, is running through this well, house with a light. Here we go. Yeah, we'll get there. Lisa, though, is like, nah, not going in, which I respect. Uh, although it's outside in the rain. Also, the rain looks cool. He goes in alone. So, what we're going to get is him going in first and then her going in afterwards. When we see the light, very, I remember asking you this when we watched it, but very, very mixed in right in the, and low in the sort of sound design. Oh, yeah. Is Heather screaming Josh. Yeah, I believe Josh. it is. Like, so subtly, I wasn't even sure if I had oh, imagined that's sick. it. But I'm pretty sure, and I had read on some forums, other people being like, yep, yeah, you can definitely hear it just yeah, underneath it in the mix. Which is great. And I want more of that. Like, I want more then of this time loop. And yeah. it's like, okay, cool. Let's fucking go with it. Let's go with like feeding into the first film and repeating some of those scenes, even, you know, yeah. finding them. And so stuff. then, one of the theories that then has arisen is that Josh and Lisa are there in real time with Heather and, wait, did I say Josh? Yeah. James. James James and Lisa Lisa are there in real time with Heather and Josh. So, they're back in that time when the house shouldn't be there anyway. In whatever. Oh, wait, so he could have saved his sister, maybe. Well, I mean, or is it just (sighs) an illusion? Oh, yeah, true, Other people saying that they've been turned into the stick monsters that are outside. So, the ones that are darting around the woods, I believe we see three of them. And that would be Josh, Mike, and Heather yeah. basically out in the woods. So, yeah, these are some of the theories. What is well, going but we're going to get to on. another big thing later, which, yeah, could change all of what we're saying. Anyway, at least won't go in. So he goes in alone. He finds Peter facing a corner, as is customary, in Rustin Pa's abode. Really bad dinner parties. Oh, yeah. You just got to eat your pasta facing the wall. <laughs> Can I turn around yet? No. Not it's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. uh, a door closes. He looks back, pans back again. Peter's gone. It's really cool. Like, obviously, there's an edit in there, but it works well. Um, are you going to talk about the Easter egg here? You, you go for it. You're bringing those little guys. Yeah. So, a thing here, which some of our listeners probably already know about, but the directors released a tweet shortly after the film released saying that they would give $200 to a person who finds Mm. the map easter egg and that is that they hid heather's map 
that Mike threw away somewhere in this film. And it took, I think, two years before someone found it. And, it, and it's uh, in this scene, you can look up um, screenshots of it if you Google it. And it's just as James is going into the house and what looks like a pile of rocks. Well, there is a pile of rubble, but sort of sitting there right on the doorstep. Yeah, it's very subtle. Is the map. Like, I mean, that's insane. The thing we're going to get to later, it's very subtle. This is insane. Mm-hmm. Very subtle. Yeah. Uh, but very cool. That is yeah. there. I don't know why the map would be there. <laughs> I think in the creek, whatever. I guess it came up on those tunnels. I will say I've written down here for the first time, I think in the entire series, but definitely in this mm-hmm. film, everybody in the room, we're watching this with Katie as well, everybody seemed freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> this moment when he's in there and he's panning and it's something, figures disappearing. And we're in a fun house, like lightning's going outside. This Hectic. is much more like you're in a haunt. So many doors. Yeah. Yeah. He runs up, he sees who he thinks is Heather, then the hands on the walls and he starts following this figure that's like walking through the house. Heaven's freaking out. Yeah, this bitch fuck. He looks under the bed, nothing. Lightning. And then suddenly there's someone in the room with him. Do we have confirmed who this is? No. Because it's like someone in a gown, right? Like an old... Yeah. Eileen Treacle. And I've seen Ooh. some people say it's Eileen Treacle. I've seen some people say it's Heather, but like much later... Seen some people say it's what's his face, the dark net guy, because you see him in lots of crazy stages of aging. Right. But they look like the problem is to me is like they're just standing there looking like spooky. You know, they're not like if they were it'd be much more effective to me if they were screaming for help and then like disappeared or something like that, you know. Something where you feel like, no, this is a victim. It's too there. intense for me. I like the way it happens. <laughs> they're just standing there. <laughs> um and then we get Heaven's boob tattoos all over the walls. Loads of them this time. Oh. You haven't those removed yet? No, I'm keeping them. Yeah, sacrifice. It's good to have one. We'll keep you around just in case. Book <laughs> of shadows, here I come. <laughs> For those who haven't listened to our previous podcast, I recommend you do. Lisa, she's outside still standing there. And I'll go be honest, this is the bit that freaks me the most. When you go from that inside bit and they're like, all right, we're in a fun house, whatever, spooky, spooky. But then we're outside in the rain and she's out there on her own. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, that's the creepy thing, her standing out there exposed. And then she sees one of the tree monsters standing behind a tree. And then ducking back in, which again is pretty quick, but mm-hmm, it's yeah. so good. Looks really good. So she's like, so, fuck oh. this, runs in house. First time I saw this film, though, I wasn't putting all these things together. I thought these glimpses were the witch. And a lot yeah. of people do. A lot of people have these down yeah. as the witch. There's something else later that might be the witch, but we'll get to it. Mm. Lisa heads to the basement, and it feels so good to see this recreation of the basement. They've done a great job of rebuilding it and making it feel just like the first film. Alex, this is where we get that other Easter egg in Ooh, the basement. Yeah, so in this part, again, this is blink and you miss it. We rewatched it and slowed it down and paused it. But as Lisa goes down into the basement, she sort of very... First, she kind of points the camera right slightly. You see the boiler on the wall and then she turns left and... Uh, the camera light shines down and you get a glimpse of what is Heather's camera. Mm-hmm. Which this all makes sense because that's where she dropped floor. it. Yeah. So that's cool. I like that. It's yeah. very subtle. It was too subtle for me. I didn't notice it mm-hmm. any of the times I saw this film. But it's a cool one. Darknet is down there in the basement and then he's saying some stuff, uh, which Alex, you were trying to decipher. Yeah. So he grabs her and he says, oh, I've got his last line, which is Rustin Parr understood. You have to do what she tells you. Yeah. First, he says, you look just like I remember. Yeah. Well, she's got a massive beard. So, we're saying maybe he's been there for a few years by this point. Yeah. You look just like I remember. What was it again? She keeps, she, uh, I have to listen to it. Okay. Okay. What's he eating? If he's been there for a few years, like, is he? Fear. 
Ah. Feeds on fear. But yeah, then he knocks her unconscious. I remember getting a bit disappointed at first time. I'll be honest, he's one of the least enjoyable mm-hmm. actors for me in the film. So seeing him as a sort of villainous beard makeup <laughs> sort of antagonist and then knocking her out, I'm like, please, I hope it's not just about him because I don't like He can just go away. Really. Mm-hmm. But what I do like is, Alex, I know you're listening to this. I'll forgive him a moment. Alex is on the job. Being a detective, he's literally got I guess the audio. He says you look as exactly as you you look exactly as I remember. I guess she couldn't let you go. She keeps those who remember, which is weird. Oh, I don't understand. I mean, keeps those who remember. It's weird when he says that she looks. You look exactly how I remember. She oh, yeah, keeps she, those. She, I guess she couldn't let you go. She had to find people who remember. Remember what? I think her. Her? Because she resurfaces every 60 years, every new generation. Yeah, but so maybe people she only remember just... every 60 years. I mean, I don't I, They're really flirting with a lot of things in these last scenes. Yeah. And I don't mind that, but it's like there's some bits where I'm like, all right, I need a little more meat on these bones. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm really – because just because they're throwing so many, we're going to get some bigger ones in a minute, but they're throwing so many things at us. I'm like, all right, I'm dealing with the time travel. I'm dealing with these what wood was... people. I'm dealing with – what did Rustin or not Rustin Park? What was his name? The kid. Do you know what I'm talking about? Who? Oh, Brody. Kyle Brody. Kyle Brody. What did he say? Him and Rustin Park both say like they were chanting. Oh, fuck. Never given. Because that would have been cool to have Darknet say. Yeah. Never yeah. given. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like a lot of that stuff from Burkittsville 7 was forgotten immediately even in Book of Shadows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't care about it. Yeah, that would have been really cool. So, I'm just reading some stuff about Lane. So, he's like, i got to follow her instructions. So, he's under the belief that if he gives, like Rustin Parr, if he gives the witch what she wants, he'll be released from... It's sort of purgatory him. Yeah. Which would make you feel like Rustin Parr was removed from time as well. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway. Okay. So, Alex, you know what? No. Heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's scarier than the basement? What's scarier than the basement? The whole thing. I don't know. All of it's scary. Oh, no. The underground tunnels. The basement under the basement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you think the Blair Witch Project, this is a, you, they must have that meaning. You know what's the scariest bit in the Blair Witch Project? The basement. You know what would be scarier? Basement in the basement. Just put a basement in the basement. <laughs> and it was scary. It was really scary. It is because he drags her. It's obviously a hatch we haven't seen before. He knocks her unconscious. Well, no, he sort of knocks it down. He just then forces her in. throws yeah. her down into the tunnels. And there's two of them. One looks more sort of rooty. The other one looks a little bit easier. So she decides, let's go with the easy one. Mm. Uh, there's water that she's crawling through. This is tense. This is probably my favorite bit in the movie, just in terms of horror, because I think she's acting pretty well here. She seems genuinely spooked mm. about stuff. I can feel that energy from her, you know, like crawling through that mud and the water. Mm-hmm. And she put the camera in front of her and pushing it. And I don't again know why she's doing the fucking camera. But it's a really cool shot. She's trying to squeeze through a tight space and she sort of gets stuck and then she breaks down. And this is the only part of the movie, and I realize this here, this was the only part of the movie where they slow things down. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. else is like go, 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 go. Here to like no, we're gonna let you live in this moment with her. And I think that's why it affects me the most. I really like it. Yeah. So, at this point, is she using, just to kind of justify all the camera stuff, because like in- in Yeah. Because in Blair Witch Project, at least, it's kind of acknowledged by the characters why Heather keeps filming. And it becomes part of her kind of personality of 
why she wants to document mm-hmm. it and like their frustrations with her. Like I've got to keep filming. I've got to keep like, we've got to have a thing. And, and I love those kind of like throwaway lines of, oh, we'll laugh about this. But here, the justification to keep filming, like at this point, is it because she just needs the light as well? I don't. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it was the light. I thought it was like the light. But also, I mean, no one told her to stop filming. Just no one. Like, the, I feel like the camera was never really acknowledged, which no, was something yeah, that it was acknowledged. That it was running. Okay. Yeah. So, I found the image to rewind of the ghost that he sees in the house. Yes. I'm reading on a site that it is confirmed as Heather. And if you look at that image- it is definitely Heather, and Heather Donahue is uncredited in this film, but listed. She's listed, is she? Yeah. So, it's actually Heather Heather? I mean, I don't know, but- Because I, I looked at it a lot, and I was like, I can get how people can say it's Heather, but like, I have no idea what she looks like now. I don't, don't know. Like, it's hard to- But it's definitely- I can't believe she'd return for anything, unless she got finally paid properly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's- um, Either way, it's Heather's it does, It's ghost. meant to be Heather, whether it's yeah. Heather Donahue playing. Okay. Okay. Which that's great. I don't like that she's just standing there so looking let's, at it. Uh, let's see if I can now fast Again, forward. it's like let's have a moment where there's an interaction or you feel like something's you know, happening. But also, like maybe it is like that's a Heather. Maybe that's not even ghost Heather. That's Heather that's been there a while. Yeah. Heather but she wouldn't even know who this guy is because, you know, last time she saw her brother. No, exactly. I would love four. that. I'd love that split second, you know, of like an interaction and it's not even what he needs from it, you know. Interesting. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. Thanks. Um, she hears something while she's down there in that tunnel. So she starts crawling again, breaks through a wall. It's fucking cool. Like, I love this scene. Like, she's breaking through this wall, blocks the tunnel because something's crawling after her. And these sort of tight spaces things oh get to God. me more than anything else. And then Darknet suddenly comes at her. So she stabs him in the neck. And then a hand just reaches out from the tunnel. That was scary. So this hand that reaches out, we think this is one of the Twig monsters. Or is it the witch? Or is it Heather? Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. Or is it just we need something spooky and we've thrown enough things in the air that we can do whatever we want and people will attribute it to something, you know? Wait, when does the hand come out exactly? After she's crawled through the tunnel. And then she stabs. So the hand kind of like gets through. Oh, before she goes out of it, right? Yeah, she's like, she she comes out of the tunnel, she blocks it, and then she stabs Darknet. And then the hand comes out through like the corner, like the gap in the tunnel trying to get at her. I missed that. I just thought she stabbed him and then she ran off. No, no. There's a hand that comes out. Oh, my God. There's so many little moments that I... So, upstairs, and this is the moment I'm talking about. So, she runs. She runs upstairs. And this is where I want to get your opinion on it because there's a lot to talk about this. We've confirmed the other things are definitely the twig monsters, which are created from victims. Mm. Yeah. Now, we're going to see something huge. We're going to see something that's not big enough, I don't think, to cause the trees to fall down outside. But something that is hunched into the corridor, running at her with incredibly elongated arms. Yeah, we watched this before. (laughs) Looks a lot like Tristana from Wreck. Is this the only time we see the witch? Yes. I don't think it is the witch. I don't think we ever see the witch from from what he said, from what Simon Barrett said. Yeah, because he said something, didn't he? Like, you don't see the witch. Yeah, he. I mean, I'll pull up the quote. I think I had it before. I think he... Yeah, came out. Oh, yeah. Don't want to get too spoilery, but it's just the root moving deeper and you don't see the witch on screen. That's someone what? else. So, who the fuck is this? So. Oh, this it's, it's um. you know who it might be? It might be, what's her name? Who got the foot injury? Yeah, Ashley. It's so much bigger. Are the other ones meant to be this big? And this is what they look like when they're inside. Do you think? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. 
Yeah, maybe because it's like in a smaller space. So maybe it's just another twig figure. And to be honest, that would be the third one because we had the one darting behind a tree, the one that popped out from behind a tree. So you think they're all separate stick figures? I do. And particularly if they're going with the fact of like they're showing they're changing other people. Again, I don't know how she's picking who she's changing, but they're going with the changing people with her thing in her foot. That would make three and that would make, yeah, Mike, Josh and and Heather. So this could be Heather now. Yeah. There's something about this that I feel like, I don't know, that's kind of what I wrote down and what I didn't like about like kind of like these jump scares and like these like monsters is that one of the reasons the original Blair Witch was so effective was for what was left to the imagination because you don't know. I mean, the closest you see is like the thing and I feel like with this, it is very modern in the fact that they want to show you. But again, we're still arguing about what things were so they're not telling you what this stuff is but they're showing you the monster the scare i think and that was something i know that took a little bit away of the charm for me though i actually know i don't know why i'm saying that when i was so scared watching <laughs> you this fucking you you're really shitting but this yourself. is in this is in retrospect and i'm analyzing no actually yeah i was scared i was not having fun during this part <laughs> um i'm just scanning for the movie we, we really shouldn't do this stuff while we're doing the podcast but i'm doing it as well now alex <laughs> just because there's so much going on here but I'm trying to find that shot just very quickly of the not witch witch coming down the Why hallway. Why show there everyone else is. besides the witch? So, I mean, this could be then, like if we can find the other shot is Heather. This could also be Heather, but in her... In her now true form. Yeah. So, here's where you're going to get the hand come out just there for a split second. What? You missed it. Don't worry about it. All right. We'll watch it later after the podcast. Um, and as you're gonna, yeah, she runs up from the top. She's like screaming and running. For, and I, honestly, all of this is really well done. Like it, it's effective. I do think there's an element of found footage that's always effective, mm-hmm. regardless. And particularly with sound design, you're gonna see more of those ruins. She looks down the corridors. Nothing there. She pans back, and then here we go. You're gonna see it. So yeah, let's. I mean, this is look at that. That was it running yeah. towards her. Very that could. It could be Heather. This could be like no. This is what Heather's really like. But also, you're seeing the old Heather, and you're seeing the different versions. Inside the house. So seeing her trapped in that loop, running up it, mm-hmm. screaming Josh. You're seeing her however many years later. And Through her like full transformation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So she, Blair Witch is herself. Because there's the other theory of uh, the sort of Wendigo theory. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the Wendigo theory. Which like, yeah, is a Native American thing about these sort of forest creatures. Play until dawn. <laughs> You'll love yeah, the there might be a little bit. There's a, and there's a film called Wendigo that's pretty good. I like the Wendigo stuff, but I don't know if it fits with this stuff in a way that I enjoy. But anyway, now we're going to learn, oh, we're in the opening of the film in case you hadn't already noticed. We're in that scene that was originally put up on YouTube. It was her in the mirror. So the character in the mirror wasn't Heather. It wasn't a witch. It was actually Lisa with all shit on her face because she's been crawling through the tunnels mm-hmm. in the mud. James, though, then breaks into the room that she's hiding in. They're in the attic. And this, guys, is where we're going to get a big last potential. <laughs> yep. There's a huge light that comes in from outside. It's going to shine through all of the beams in a very UFO kind of way. I don't know how else you can really interpret it. And Well, okay. So, one other theory was yeah. the passage of time and yes. daylight. But the way it looks. That's what yeah. I thought, too. I thought it was like moments where like whatever time like the time warp fades so like when the light comes it's Mm. like the reality of the real reality of the woods but then it goes back to the really yeah that's what i thought i don't get it at all like every time i watch it like there's no if it is that i feel they've done it badly yeah right because it it feels a hundred percent like a ufo thing um (laughs) yeah i never thought of the 
extraterrestrial thing until you, you mentioned it after Me the film. Either. So he's asked a lot, like the writer and director asked a lot about the UFO and they always just go tight-lipped. They're mm-hmm. always like, we're not going to just say no to that essentially. But they do hints of like, there are things in there. All we're going to say is like, yeah, that's what maybe you're about to say, the blue goop. Yep. So that's what they nod to is like, what we're going to say is if you remember the first The Blair Witch Project, they find slime essentially, like ectoplasm almost, like a weird substance on is it josh's knapsack yeah because he's like why is it all on mine they they joke about that in the the interview as well because what it really was was ky jelly oh was it really and uh and then mike teases josh about his line of like why is it only on my stuff (laughs) but they definitely took that around with it and honestly the way they are in interviews about this stuff the way they like allude to that i am very certain that they intended to be some space stuff it's well which is what? funny because in four corners of fear they joke about yep an the alien. alien the ending is the alien yeah <laughs> and but, that's what i mean so weird it's like book of shadows of four corners of fear the movie is ellie okay so well, did the aliens invade in the 1700s then well, I mean, when did the aliens come maybe let's get there because we're right at the end so let's okay. just because we're this is we're going long. We're at two hours, 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, we'll write in. So, let's just do this, okay? It's her in the mirror. James Briggs in the room to hiding. And they're in the attic. Light shining from outside, kind of like UFO. They get into the corners. And he's like, just don't look at it. Don't look at it. We're going back to that mm-hmm. weird Medusa thing, which yep. came out of nowhere. But whatever. It's a cool, effective moment. It's a, mm-hmm. sort of the inverse of the original film. Yeah. When they're put in the corner. This is them putting themselves in the corner. But then he hears this voice. Um, and he's like, is that Heather? And then he turns. Gone. So there's a split second thing. It's very weird. Like she has no power unless you look at her. I love that though in that, yeah, we don't hear, we only know that he's hearing her. And it, doesn't he say, I'm sorry? Like he turns to Lisa and he's like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then he's like responding to the voice. Yeah. But we yeah. don't hear the voice. We never hear the voice. And then she uses the camera to see the witch, which is really cool. We can see it's behind her and it like darts behind something. But this thing, it's not the witch because he said we don't see the witch. So this is very yeah. quick thing of like, okay, this has to be the stick monsters, but the stick monsters pertain to the same rules as her. Yeah. Or when they said legend says you can't look at her. A, I'd, I'll be honest. I just don't think they wrote it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if we're going to go with it, maybe the legend is wrong and the legend thinks that these stick figures are the witch, but they're not. Mm-hmm. So they're going with, yeah, you can't look at these stick figures because then they get you. And they're not actually the witch, but they're controlled by the witch. I guess. Yeah. It's... I don't know. It's all a bit muddled. Just a bit. It's a lot to put in at the very end. <laughs> really is. But anyway, she tries to back out without turning around, which wouldn't fucking work because then all you have to do is accidentally walk past the stick figure or whatever and it would be in front of you and then you've seen mm-hmm. it. Or like, she bumps into one. <laughs> or just walks in front ridiculous. of it. It's ridiculous. It's not that they have to stay behind you if you back or yeah. back. It makes no sense. But when you're just watching it without thinking about it, it's kind of a cool scene. Um, like if it's yeah about not looking, why does she not just crawl into a corner and close her eyes? Yeah, is that or just close, or have like a you know the spooky scene, a closed her eyes in the dark, like walking around holding on to things, just trying like to get the end of wreck. Yeah, like the end of wreck. Yeah, but then she hears I think James saying Lisa, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, she turns and then gone. Cameras on the floor, rain dripping, and we're out. That's it. Blair Witch. Our last Blair Witch film. We did it, guys. We did it. So, all right. We're left with a lot of questions. We're left with a lot of things to interpret, a lot of research to do, and new bits of information to keep popping up. And we did mm-hmm. big end. We're not exhausted, but we did what we could. Let's get to those things then. Heaven. 
Seal sign. If it is aliens. When do the aliens come? If you have alien technology to go to Earth, one, why didn't you just escape when these 1700s villagers were trying to, you know, kill you? Like, you could have left if you have this alien technology, you know? But, I mean, I, but I don't think they're stuck there. Like, and, and yeah. the whole thing is that it's a different, the way that they perceive time, like all the weird things are happening is because of, it's not just, oh, we're aliens wandering around on Earth. It's like, no, our whole technology works differently. Like everything is changing. One of the big reasons that people believe it's aliens as well isn't just from how they've alluded to in interviews or the light. It's that what's the one thing that we know from almost every alien account it's people experiencing a missing section of time. Mm-hmm. It's people having a massive time lapse. Oh my god! That's like the big thing for That's everybody. True. Yeah. But heavens, not how happy. did the aliens get there? Why did the aliens? Why are they doing what they're doing? Do I don't they know, for any reason? There's a millions of reasons. Yeah, I'm I mean, just, I can't get no. And I mean, this is just one theory. I can't yeah. accept it. I refuse. You refuse to accept. Alien I refuse theory? to accept that the Blair Witch is an alien movie. <laughs> My body rejects it, as does my heart. Mm, mm. Yeah. I, uh, well, I'll tell you what, let's just say I feel like, shall we? Alex, how do you feel about Blow Witch? You know what? I was, I actually enjoyed this more than watching it this time than when I saw it in the cinema. I think that's partly down to being reinvested in this franchise again, having watched Curse of Blair Witch and Blair Witch and even the other ones afterwards. Four Corners. Four Corners of Fear. And just being re-immersed in that and re-immersed in the mythology, I think I got a bit, well, I got a lot more out of it. And what I do like about this film is that, yes, you know, it still builds on the mythology. It throws in a few new ideas, but I appreciate, like the first one, they remain quite vague about the things that they throw in. They don't necessarily give us any answers or any definitive things. They build and expand on the questions we had and some of the theories fans had from the first one and expand them, but without really giving any definitive source of what things are. And I I appreciate that and I really enjoy that because we get to have these discussions of like, Mm -hmm. well, is it aliens? Is it not? Like, is Heather the the stick creature? Are there three stick creatures? Is it the witch? I love that. I appreciate that. And that's what I love about this franchise is that it's the world with which the guys originally created was just so rich that for, for other people to come in, maybe with the exception of Book of Shadows, there's just a rich source of material to play with and to build on. And and so that I appreciate. It was less jarring for me this time. But the first time I saw it, my main criticism of it was like, oh, okay, well, it follows the beats of the first one. And like we were saying before, it's th- those initial things at the start are not Easter eggs because they're on the nose and they're knowingly paying tribute to the original and it follows the same rhythms and beats. And and that was like something I had a real issue with when I first saw it. But seeing it the second time, I realized that yes, it does have that thread, but it is still structurally quite different in the way that it sort of uses that as a platform at the start. And then literally just like, like hits the turbo button and just goes flying off this ramp and becomes something that is, mm-hmm. I think, more fitted to a contemporary audience that isn't of a generation that saw the original in the cinema it's something that's pointing at me not having 
Yeah. <laughs> it's something that's more immediate. It's more revealing. It's packed full of setups and jump scares and it's at a ferocious pace like till the end. Like I, ca- I can't believe that it is longer than the first one because mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't stretch and build tension in the same way as the first one. It doesn't have the complexity of character, but it, it is what it is. But it is those things and it takes ownerships of, of it being that kind of thrill ride horror which can be fun and yeah there are bits in it when it hits that turbo button where i'm like this is fun i'm enjoying this like and i was enjoying watching it with you guys and just Mm -hmm. being like okay this is cool and and like you were saying when it gets to the house as quickly as it does like the creepiness and how unsettling that whole last bit is is just really really well done Mm -hmm. and for me is the first bit that feels much closer to the types of found footage that I like. Because ultimately, my main issue with this film is that it's a glossy Hollywood film. There's no hiding away from that fact. From the casting, the look of it, there's nothing kind of gritty and raw about it. There's nothing sort of natural about the actors. They're all very pretty and beautiful and and well-groomed mm. and, and the shots are set up in a way that doesn't feel like they literally gave actors control of the camera. It's like you said before, Al, it's all very controlled. So, it's a different film. It doesn't sit in that place where I'm unsettled because it's so real. And, you know, I I could never have that experience I did with Curse and Blair Witch Project where I was taken into that thinking, is this real? Is it not real? Uh, You know, that could never be replicated. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting film. There's things that I really appreciated and appreciate more watching it again. But yeah, it's a glossy Hollywood found footage film. But I appreciate it. Heaven. Yeah, I, I was really terrified watching this film and you know I think like Alex said it is kind of where I feel like they failed in comparison to the original Blair Witch when it comes to the found footage aspect they definitely you know did make up for it with the sort of like breakneck pacing of the scares and the jump scares and really leaning into those more so it was frustrating though that they wanted to be so modern without I know I've said this so many times throughout this but it's just like I'm sensing your irked it was just so, it was distract. Like, I was distracted. Like, when I saw that originally, I don't know. Like, it threw me, like, that's what threw me out. Like, that's when I stopped being able to believe or be in that place of suspending my disbelief because yeah. that's just such a simple and major thing that if they're doing it in that way where you're going on YouTube, that's just, it would have happened. It doesn't make an interesting film. Yeah, it doesn't. Thing. Yeah, it doesn't make it interesting. I feel like it kind of. No, I mean, what you're oh. saying, if they did it that way, do you think it could be an interesting, entertaining film? Yeah, I think so. Because at least it would have been a nod to like the reality of the world they were building. The world that the Blair Witch Project was a real film that happened of real events. It's a real family. And for him to, you know, at least give a little bit more background to James and like this sister brother relationship we're supposed to believe, you know, because I feel like we spent so much time diving into lore. And so we also, you know, having been like so saturated in the Blair Witch franchise while we've been running through this podcast, we have a very special way of like watching this film. Like we know the lore. So new people could probably like, it's easier for them to swallow. I feel like, like, I feel like most people coming to the Blair Witch series for the first time wouldn't be as hung up as I am. And the pacing was brutal. Like that was some really intense jump scares back to back to back to back because they really did ramp up 
or combine all of the intensity from nights two through nights four in like the two nights they were there. Whether you're proud of it or not, did this one spook you more than the original? Oh, yeah. This one scared me a lot more than the original. This one scared me a lot more just for the sake of like, it was just frightening. Mm. I mean, the original, like I was scared, but like I was also really disturbed. I think I was more disturbed by the original, but this one I was more just straight up scared because of the jump scares. So that's the main difference between like, I was very like humanly and genuinely disturbed by the original Blair Witch Project because I mean, you know, also like it's very Hollywood with the actors they chose. There's no, not a moment I was like, oh, these are just real people mm-hmm. going and having, you know, a found footage film documentary in the woods. But with Heather, Mike and Josh, like they're very real. The characters are very real and very human. And I felt I just felt like I shouldn't have been watching these three human beings suffer. Mm-hmm. And that is something that was very like yeah, you jarring. To watch these ones, so. But these ones I'm like, okay, <laughs> snapper in half. Yeah. I'm acting like I'm really nonchalant about it, but no, I was I was shitting. You bricks. freaked out. I was freaked. really scared. Like, that was horrible. That was so jarring. And there's a lot of stuff happens in that. And scene. then like, yeah, in the house too, like it was just <laughs> That was a lot. Yeah, the house scene is awesome. I could watch that over and it's over It's really cool. But my final takeaway is it. I hate that. I don't want to look at that. Who do you think it is? Probably Heather. <laughs> Just looking away. They're showing me a still from the film where it might be Heather or some, I don't know. It's just I'm going to talk scary. about it in a second, actually. So. Yeah. So anyways, my takeaway from it is that. It's a fun, like, I felt like it went by really fast. It's a really fun film. It's a scary fucking film. And for people who are more lighthearted than, not lighthearted, faint-hearted. Uh, but I definitely. <laughs> Don't watch if you're lighthearted. Yeah. I hope the Blair Witch is an alien. Isn't. Yeah, is not. Is not an alien. Okay. Can well. I throw a question at you, Heaven? Mm-hmm. After seeing this film, well, after seeing all of these films now, this is probably a question for the wrap-up, but would you. Four Corners of Fear. Would you watch the another Blair Witch film if it came out? I mean, you have to. Because yeah, I you, have you, to. You made a life pact. I, I would podcast. also because now I have to say like now I'm like a Blair Witch fan. But would you want to see a direct sequel to this or would no, you? No, no, let's get to that and wrap up. Let's That's get a good to question. That's a good question. No, don't answer it. I'm jumping yeah, ahead. I'm jumping ahead. Leave it, heaven. Heaven, I'm, stop thinking. I'm We're doing it in a wrap it. up. So I'm sitting here. I'm listening to what you guys are saying. Agreeing as always, I'm agreeing. Uh, this is a problem. We've both been we've all been agreeing on a lot of this series. Mm-hmm. It's good to have some arguments. Um, Argument with me now. It's not an alien. <laughs> I agree. I'm looking alien. at this picture here of we're saying Heather. Looking at him, and this is the thing with this film, and this is really what I'm coming down on, because I look at this picture and it looks like a frame from like Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. You know, and Event Horizon is a great film. Loads of people love it. I I really enjoy it. Other than it's the only Paul Anderson film I enjoy. But it's still, a, you know, fairly, it doesn't look incredible. It's pretty, like, it's very, the mood is incredible. I don't want to review Event Horizon, but it's a very <laughs> Hollywood movie, you know? And I look at this and it feels like a very, that's a set. Yeah. Those are studio lights. That's an actor. That's makeup. You know, that's what I see when I look at that. And the, mm-hmm. the way for me to judge Blair Witch is somebody's in a lot of found footage movies, both expensive and a lot that are cheap. The bad ones that were really bad and had no talent behind them, but were cheap as fuck upset me more because they just felt real and it's this weird disconnect of like i feel like i'm watching someone actually doing this stuff mm-hmm. the expensive ones they have to be entertaining for them to work at all because i'm not involved emotionally so watching this movie as just a found footage film that's got money i think it's excellent 
I really mm. do. Like, I think just watching it as a slick found footage film, it's not as good as Cloverfield. Yep. And mm. the biggest problem I have is these characters fucking suck. I don't yeah. know enough about them. I don't care about them. They're just a bunch of pretty people. And honestly, one of the reasons I don't like Adam Wingo's films very much is I don't like his casting ever other than Monroe from It Follows. She's in The Guest. But I just don't like the actors he chooses. They're too pretty. They're too sort of TV acting. And I don't mean in modern TV. I mean like old TV acting. They just don't feel interesting. And I don't, there's no soul going on there. And he's not mm-hmm. directing them and giving them extra soul. And that's a problem for me. And it's a huge problem with me with this film for just judging its found footage. But it's still fun, entertaining. There's some great spooks at the end. And it's one of the best found footage films ever made, judging it on that level. But then from the series, I have to judge it on a Blair Witch level. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it becomes a problem for me. Because now I'm like, all right, you clearly care. You've watched the film originally. But what you're doing with this is saying you're not understanding what made that original film work. And I appreciate it's 2016. I appreciate it's got to be pressure from Lionsgate or whoever. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you have to amp things up. Of course you do. It's a sequel. That's what horror sequels do. Amp stuff up. But they're throwing so much in the air. And I agree with you, Alex, to an extent. We don't understand all of it. It's fun to have those discussions, pick through stuff. I like that. But then it becomes... It becomes just a little haunted house Easter egg hunt. You know, it it doesn't become a movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I do feel in this movie, what I'm doing is I'm waiting for that scene with the tents and the snapping of of Violet. And then I'm waiting for the scene in the house at the end. Because everything else, who cares? And you can argue for sure the Blair Witch Project bores you and you're waiting to get to the spooky stuff and, oh, shit, you never really see anything. I get why people don't like that. But for me, at least I'm engaging with the characters on a real level. Yeah. Yeah. This does the exact opposite of that. And I do think that just shows, yeah, they don't understand the Blair Witch Project. All they understand is the mythos around it. And in my personal opinion, for what scares me more, is it being more to do with the witch and being more supernatural? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what scares me more. I don't see any of that here. What I see here is time travel. I see stick monsters and I love monster films. So I'm totally happy watching this as a monster film. And I see aliens. I really do. Like mm-hmm. I see, oh. I see. And again, from the stuff they said, that this definitely has something to do with aliens. And maybe they just visit once every sixty years. And maybe they just, you know, what feast? Yeah. Like I don't know. And here's the thing: I don't find that as scary. It annoys the crap out of me as a Blair Witch fan, but in a perverse way, I kind of love it because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's so out there that what I like about this film, the more crazy this film goes the more i like it the more like yeah it's fucking monster things and then there's a ufo and then time travel it's like but then i'm like give me more then you know you don't have to show more of the monsters i think they do a good job of just hinting at them i don't particularly need this shot of heather's bothering me i don't particularly need that i like the idea of heather it could be ashley uh, the girl that became that had the stick in her leg i don't think she had a sweater didn't she like that and a beanie Oh, no, she wasn't wearing a beanie. No, that no. was like Josh's beanie they're trying to do, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I don't necessarily need some. I like, but I like these ideas. I want more to time travel. I think it could have been much more fun to go, all right, let's go head first into the time travel. Yeah. Let's have some looping with that first film. If we're going to not really create our own identity and we're just playing off of the previous films, mm-hmm. then let's just have fun with that. Like really lean into some overlaps with the first. That would yes. be really cool. Yeah, and I appreciate you can only ever have them like running in a back, but have like, yes, have those sounds were made by these ones now. You know, have when they're like running away, like the whole thing with Heather and them all running from the tent screen or like the hands in the tent was them coming and go, oh my God, it's my sister. And then they'd like pour it at the tent and then they run. Yeah. And what yeah, they're so saying, they're like, oh my God, did you see that? Was like them. Yeah. I don't know. I feel there's, there's more fun they could have had with the time travel if they're just focused rather than going, all right, this and this and this and this. Then there's like so kind many of just throw a bunch of things in. 
This was really the four corners of fear. The yeah, like just, five million. So I've said that at one point. I was like, this is my four corners of fear. But that's the honest, hilarious truth is there's oh. so much Book of Shadows and so much Four Corners of Fear mm. in this movie. Oh and God. that's honestly why I made sure we watched Four Corners of Fear. Once I got to the end of that, I was like, I've already read, you know, there's some people saying about aliens from this. I was like, we have to watch Four Corners yeah, the yeah. Week before we do this because that's hilarious. My last note then I want to say very quickly is... Eduardo Sanchez, remember our friend, the original director, or one of them, he'd gone and made a film called Exists, which is a found footage, wood movie about Bigfoot. I'd seen it years ago. I rewatched it uh, a few nights ago. And uh, so I could compare it to Blair Witch. Should he have been allowed to make the new Blair Witch film? That's really the question. Okay. Are you going to give us an answer now? No, it's it's a fucking terrible movie. Oh, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's a bad film. It's... And again, there have been good, and I know people like this movie. There have been The Lost Coast Tapes, I think, is a good one. There's one called Willow Creek, which is pretty good. Maybe I'll go back to them and not like them, but I remember liking them. Exists. It's not the worst. It's yeah. really not great. Like, honestly, the actors aren't enjoyable. The humor's stupid. And when you do see Bigfoot, and you're going to see a lot of Bigfoots. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, different right Bigfoots. there on the poster. You can see one. Yeah, there's like a baby Bigfoot as well. My old psychology teacher in high school, he's a professional Bigfoot hunter. Is he really? Yeah. Amazing. How's that going for him? Um, good, good. Like I remember like he takes like his annual like Bigfoot trips and he goes like Bigfoot like hunting conventions and like- But I mean, how many has he hunted? Has he successfully either caught, shot or, and I mean filmed or, or shot, shot? I didn't want to ask. Hmm. Oh, wow. So Lionsgate did exist? Hmm? Lionsgate. Well, Lionsgate did this one, did they? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So I like, sure, need to watch do. this now. I mean, it's not the worst. Kissing girls, girls are kissing. <laughs> oh my the god! Right yeah, this is like you can tell it starts. We're all driving. Everyone's having fun. But this is honestly must have been some of his ideas. What happened? For Blair to Witch. Them? I won't say because I was going to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, definitely going to watch it. I will say it's not great. Um, uh, you could be wrong. I could be wrong. You wow. can let me know next week in the wrap up, Alex. Nice. Not included so, in my Blair Witch uh, you can include ranking. It. So that's it, guys. We made it to the end of another series. Next week, we're going to be back and we're going to go through a wrap up. And we're going to have a lot on this one because there are comic books. There's all the extended stuff. We've got into a lot of the dossiers and stuff before. We're going to get into the game. We're going to uh, talk about the old games, the Rustin Par games. We're going to talk about action figures. I'll have a little present, hopefully, to give to Alex. Oh, um, good. Which I can't find. Otherwise, I would give you two a little while ago. Oh, God. Is it just going to appear in my house hanging over my bed? <laughs> yeah. Ellie Kedwood. The Fuck remains that. of Ellie Kedwood. Fuck that. Hot. Hot. Yeah, she looks it. like the uh, the redhead in Book of Shadows. Ooh. Ooh. Gotta take a trip to Black Hills. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we're going to be covering, especially in quite a big chunk probably of a wrap up in an unusual thing for us. We're going to be sort of reviewing, for those of us who get through it, I'm going to try and plow through it, the Blair Witch video game oh. comes out on August the 30th yes. so it's already out for you guys listening it was confirmed canon i believe it's been confirmed canon uh, we have yet to play it and i appreciate when this podcast goes up we're gonna be beyond the point but hey you gotta wait for us because you know we have to we, we do travelings and we do stuff so we have to record some of this ahead of time yeah it will have come out a few weeks prior anyway guys it's been a fun fun road heaven how can people contact you online? You could contact me at my now active Twitter handle, Heaven Devera. All right. How many people are you following? I follow Al and Alex. Who else do you need to follow, Alex? 
That's about zero. it. Mm-hmm. Alex, how how active are you on Twitter? I'm pretty active. I I retweet when our podcasts go up. You do you do a lovely job of it. And uh, when people make comments about those, I usually reply to them. Like we got into um, a little Blair Witch chat with um, the guys mm-hmm. from the oh god, I've gone blank. Jerry and his podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pod and Pendulum. Pod and Pendulum. Yeah, we got into a little Blair Witch. Off. Oh, we're taking them down. Yeah, they're doing their own Blair Witch. Have they done, guys? Jerry, I know you're listening, buddy. We love you, but are you doing Four Corners of Fear? I mean, my declaration <laughs> to them was we all take a trip to, to Burkittsville and go camping together. Which they were up for. I'm less up for that. Scared, Al? Yeah. <laughs> I'll protect this. Uh, um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Alexander Chard. Tweet me your Blair Witch theories because mm. I will definitely dive in deep with you. Alien, Wendigo, Time Travelers, Heather. Heather. Tweet me what kind of romantic camping date you'd want to go on with Ellie in Black Hills. If she does look like the one from Book of Shadows, then we can, yeah. Yeah. We're going to get real romantic. Um, I'm Mr. Al White on everything, including the Xbox, where if you want to see that I'm playing the Blair Witch game, I guess, because it's not multiplayer, you can do that, as well as PlayStation. Again, go to wegeeks.com. Please do subscribe. Please do rate us. And please do go support Starfish wherever you can. It's our first feature film. We're a production company called We Are Test Late. We're in London, UK, and no, London, LA, and Tokyo. Although maybe not Tokyo anymore. Tamro, RIP. Um, <laughs> I'm the nice people in the world. <laughs> we'll be back next week to finish all this up. Until then, we're out. Geeks. Geeks. You can do it on top. Geeks. Last like the first geeks. week of this. I said geeks and you did it at the same time as me. And that's a fucking cunt. And that's the last thing in the podcast.